I'm Maddie. And I am Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men, including shows that are debatably an adaptation of the X-Men, which WandaVision is. We will begin the show with 30 minutes of explaining why we've chosen to talk about WandaVision. Well, okay, because Wanda is a mutant, but let's not... Is, let's, she, is she, Ryan? We will talk about that in a is. moment. To me, Before she we be. get to that, I would like to introduce our special guest, Todd Harper, who pretty much always accompanies us now on any live action adaptation episode. Todd, welcome back to the show. Thank you for coming Hi. again to this. Wow. Now you, this sounds so enthusiastic, guys. It's like, we're going to talk about Hello. WandaVision. Hello. Let's talk about this show that was really depressing and made a lot of us cry. Straightening our papers, staring solemnly into the camera. Hello. <laughs> I'm really just Hello. going for that Edward. I'm going for that Edward R. Murrow energy right now. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. I love this. We've all been possessed. That's part of the the theater of this episode now. Wanda actually, is actually controlling all of it, and we're only going to say things that support her. Boss bitch, Wanda. Wanda, we we love her in this house. <laughs> Queen, mm -hmm. you've done it again. She's never done anything wrong. We love her. She's not a villain, and we support everything she's ever done. Uh, she's anyway, a therapist. Back but when we were young, yeah, that's already been in there. Um, we experienced a change. So. What We have an outline that we're going to try to use. We have never tried to do an episode of this show where we recap or review an entire season of television. Usually we do a movie or we do an individual. Well, okay, so we're not going to yeah, recap go it. So this is going to be more like uh, our our feelings about it. I don't know. We're gonna, It's going to be like an episode. It's going to be off the rails probably is what it's going to be. But... Uh, it's not going to be a blow by blow. Maybe later on down the line, we will actually do like an episode by episode recap. But that is not today. Today, we are just talking about the show as an whole entity mm -hmm. and all of our feelings about it. Because here's the thing. We all sat here and we watched it like the day it came out, which I don't think the three of us have ever really done that in sequence with each other. We kind of watch stuff on our own time. Yep. But um, this was a big deal because it was the first series to appear on Disney Plus from the MCU. And it was not like previous MCU extensions like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Jessica Jones. And I guess arguably all that's going to come into the MCU now yeah. because they're talking about doing that finally after 10 years. But uh, this is the first kind of foray into this particular kind of medium. Um, and they chose to start it with Scarlet Witch and Vision, who are... Some of Maddie's and my favorite characters of all time. We love those two together. We love those comic books. Mm -hmm. And in the comic books, 
Wanda was a mutant for the longest time until they retconned that and mutants started to hate her for what she did during the No More Mutants phase. Mm -hmm. um, and this particular story is kind of pulling from a bunch of different stories, but mostly it pulls from the 80s uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision comic books. So that's where we are. That's why we are excited to talk about this and why it falls into the X-Men category. Did I do it? Did I explain it pretty well? I think you did. I, I also think that what's weird about this show is that it is being watched and analyzed by a lot of people who haven't read those comics. Right. That's a good mm -hmm. point, too. And that's fine, but it does put us in a strange spot as people who are at least somewhat familiar with who Wanda is as a person. And then the other part of it that's been weird, at least for me, and I, I guess we'll just talk about this throughout, is that this show has been talked to death by everyone every single week of our lives for the past nine weeks. Like, And it's also like crazy to feel that because, I mean, okay, so... It's kind of similar to like when the Avengers started to become such a huge yeah. item. And I was like, where have you guys all been for the past like 50 years? And, <laughs> and but now it's like especially weird to me because of how big Wanda Vision blew up. And I'm like, we are talking about two really obscure characters yeah. that I have loved for a really <laughs> long time. Not like characters that people are super familiar with all the beats of their romance. I, wonder, I mean, is this kind of like what people felt like when The Witcher came out? Because I didn't, I'm not, I'm I haven't sure played the games or seen the TV who, like, show. I read The Witcher books and they were like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, weirded out that those games are popular. That's a, not a bad comparison, actually. Oh, the, okay. I had the complete different. I had a completely different reaction. I'm like, wait, you're comparing this to the to the Witcher? <laughs> well, I, I mean, it was what came to mind. Part of it, of course. I, I guess that makes sense. I was just briefly confused, but also I've only been awake for <laughs> 39 minutes. So welcome, welcome you know. to the Sunday morning that will careen you into hell. Uh, yeah, I. I think, <laughs> As you listen to this on a Tuesday. Yeah, I. <laughs> I just I think it's been really strange because so speaking just from the technical standpoint of working at a website that covers this show, WandaVision and Mandalorian do very well traffic wise, like automatically. So if you're going to cover those shows, they will do well. And I've, every other website on the Internet has also figured this out, of course. So these shows on Disney have become like weekly tentpole events where you can't escape them, like even leaving aside the spoiler right. discourse. It's like. You can't escape the discourse about the shows, period. Like, everyone is talking about Wanda Maximoff and her psychology on my Twitter timeline now, and it's been, like, three days since the show ended, and it's still going. Yeah. And it will probably go all week, or possibly by the time this episode actually comes out, people will be fucking tired of hearing about it, and so I am apologizing in advance, because it's, like, taken over. I don't know. I don't know. Have you also been accosted by people, Maddie? Because I've been, like, accosted by people who have been messaging me being like ryan is this what moana does in the comics is it really about like depression and all this stuff and i'm like yeah yeah it is like she's like the been the most mentally unstable character in the marvel universe since forever yeah like, i mean maybe we should talk about that a little bit first so like this is a show i know ryan you've been rereading a bunch of house of m stuff do you want to like remind us i actually didn't reread house of m i was i kind of glanced at it at that but what i did read recently was the scarlet witch miniseries the vision miniseries I was going to go back and reread the old Scarlet Witch and Vision comics, but there's a lot of them and they're not very well compiled anywhere yet, I which, know, is which is fucking wild. crazy, by the way. Like, what, what a missed opportunity for Marvel, which, like, this is not 
a show where we just talk about this all the time, but like no, it, but- it should be because the fact that Marvel did not think to themselves, wow, WandaVision will be a popular show. Should we come up with a compendium titled WandaVision that puts together all of the Wanda and Vision comics that the show's based on that are like fairly well, easy to follow and understand? Well, and okay, like- so I've popped into some comic book stores and there have been like graphic novels that are like Scarlet Witch and Vision, but it's like okay, but that's pulls the from everything. Putting those those books out front and being like this is a compendium that already exists and we're gonna put this on the, the front this of our is, shelf this today. is a new one that marvel released oh, okay, but it's like enough. it really just pulls single issues from like all over the place it's not just like what i'm looking for is something that is the full graphic novel of one run yeah. at a time i don't i don't like it when they do that thing where they're like if you're into this character here's like their highlight issues but then i'm like this just makes it more confusing for me mm-hmm. like i maybe it's I just impossible maybe what i'm asking for is impossible because comics are impossible okay anyway so wait why how do we get onto this what was the initial question maddie did you want to recap house of m if you can't you sure can, okay but- house of m house of m uh well okay it's interesting because i when we went into the show i was like wow this is kind of giving me house of m vibes because it's about an alternate reality that wanda created and kind of essentially mind wiped everybody into living a different, more, supposedly more happier life. Mm-hmm. However, as the show has gone on, I feel like it is less of that and more of the, I forget what, what it was called, but there was a storyline that happened directly before House of Them where Wanda already created a pocket reality and it was just like a random town and like pulled people into it. And then after that, that led to the events of House of M where they were like, okay, Wanda's totally emotionally unstable and instead of getting her help, we should just kill her. It was Professor Xavier's idea, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked to hear Xavier would suggest something like that. He's the one that approaches the Avengers. He goes, I don't think we can help Wanda Maximoff. She has a lot of trauma and she's mentally unstable and in order to protect reality itself, we should probably just kill her. I know therapists exist and technically I could probably be one, but as a therapist, therapist. I prescribe (laughs) that we shoot her in the face. And it was like, uh, okay, and that is when Quicksilver runs to Magneto, because at the time, Magneto was still their parents. Um, and I, I argue that he probably will be again. Yeah, eventually they will circle back around and make Magneto Scarlet Witch and Pietro's dad again. Yeah, and I think in the MCU, that is the direction they will decide on also, but that's later on in this episode. So basically, Quicksilver runs to Magneto and is like, they're going to kill her. What should I do? And Magneto's like, what do you want me to do? I don't know what to do. And Quicksilver's like sobbing. So then Quicksilver goes and manipulates Wanda into creating a whole fake reality that takes over the entire world and gives everybody the thing that they wanted most. Like, you know, Peter Parker has uh, Uncle Ben back alive. Logan. Logan's the only one who remembers everything because his memory is so fucked anyway. <laughs> so... Like, which I think is really funny because he wakes up. I like like, the idea that what Logan actually wanted was to be a tortured anti-hero, and he exactly got mm -hmm. it. Or, or, so he did in fact get his. Or to finally have his memories straight, like that would be Logan's (laughs) biggest (laughs) wish. Wait, but that is like what happens at the end of it because after he comes out, he's like, it's really funny. Here, hold on, I'll I'll get to that in a second. So basically. Uh, there's this kid in the House of M named Layla Miller who starts waking everybody up with the help of Wolverine and Emma Frost. And they kind of like, in this world, it's also run by like Magneto and Wanda has like children that she's just popping in and out of reality left and right. And like Doctor Strange do. is like, <laughs> Wanda's still not okay. We need to help her. And so then she whispers no more mutants yep. and she cripples the mutant population down to like 300 mutants altogether that no longer exists it's been reversed at this point since the generation hope stuff and when they come back into the reality 
Like everyone suddenly remembers all their trauma and how shitty their lives again, except for Logan who wakes up and screams, I remember everything. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Logan is I don't feel like that's what this story is. This particular story of WandaVision uh, really pulls from the Scarlet Witch and Vision comic books when they first move in together and yeah, pretend to have a family I when know. she invents her children that she has together until eventually Agatha Harkness shows up and she's like, your children aren't real. Have you noticed they're there? not there when you're not thinking about them? Yep. And then Vision sort of like dejects them as well. Uh, and then Agatha eventually sort of turns on Wanda because she's working with Mephisto at the time. And there's like a whole side plot about pushing the babies into Master Pandemonium's hands. Why wasn't and, that on the show? This is all I don't know. so logical and easy to follow. This is what all of our fans like, want to see, by the way. Our fans in the Discord are like, we want to see Master Pandemonium Where with baby hands. Where is Master Pandemonium with the weird baby hands? <laughs> okay, okay, Master Pandemonium sounds like a very famous rap artist, not a Marvel villain. <laughs> I, I was going to say a ride at Six Flags. He should like, be. He should be. Anyway, so... So to finish that up, uh, it turns out the children are pieces of Mephisto's soul that Wanda said had somehow pulled out of Mephisto and created. And so they just get sucked back into him again. And Wanda's heartbroken and she's never yeah, really recovers. Very similar to the end of this show where Wanda is revealing the vision is like a piece of yeah. her own soul. Well, but kinda. also we we kind of get that as well with uh, Tommy yeah, and Billy. a little bit. But then as it goes on, Agatha then trains Wanda because she didn't really understand she had these reality warping powers. And then it kind of goes from there and they work together and she's kind of okay until in the nineties until basically starts losing it. And she creates her pocket reality that takes over like a town, which is kind of what this is. And then it goes to house of M, which kind of leads me to believe that maybe way down the line, we could get an actual house of M storyline. If not, this is probably the closest we will get, but it pulls more from those other stories than it does house of M. Yeah, that's, there we go. <laughs> Ryan's recap of Scarlet witch and like, Five minutes or 10. I don't know. That was very helpful, actually. I mainly what it makes me think, though, is, again, just this idea of how having that context of who Wanda is as a person, which I don't know about the two of you, but I never thought of Wanda as being a good person. Like reading comics, I was never like cheering for Wanda. Like she's an interesting character to read. <laughs> I mean, but... I would cheer for her in the sense that I would want her to get help. Like it was nice to see <laughs> yeah. a character who who is super powerful, but also like had a ton of trauma. And that's kind of what draws us all to a lot of the X-Men characters is that they have a lot of like mental incapacitation. Mental <laughs> they're fucked up and we're fucked yeah, up. Yeah, right. And they're like, well, here's our issues where the Avengers didn't really develop that until like later when they were like, wait, let's like give these Avengers like more depth than just this. And I think Scarlet Witch and Vision was kind of the first foray into really exploring a lot of that. Yeah, so. I came at Wanda backwards. So you, like, I, you walked into I her vaguely, backwards? <laughs> <laughs> throwing salt over my shoulder. And I like I knew I vaguely knew of her as like Pietro's sister and Magneto's daughter and a character in the Marvel universe. But my actual intro to her was the first the original Young Avengers comics, mm. which happened right after House of Oh, M. Right. And I didn't even mention any of that. Todd, you talk about that, please. <laughs> oh, boy. This connection is wild. So, like, in the original Young Avengers comics, it was just, like, Cassie Lang said something really interesting, uh, or I forget who it was. Probably wasn't Cassie. But they said that, like, the whole thing of Wanda just snapping right before House of M and, like, a couple of Avengers died. Like, didn't Jack of Hearts showed up and was just like, I'm a bomb, and then blew up. 
Oh yeah, I forgot or about that. Like that. But also, like that was a character that most people weren't gonna miss, so that's why that happened. <laughs> you should Google his costume; it was something else. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> but like the original Young Avengers didn't really go too far into Wanda's character, except that there was okay. So in the middle of the run, they did like a bonus comic that talked that was origin stories of everyone, and Billy Kaplan Wiccan. Well, okay, he was Asgardian at the time. Wow, now I sound like Grandpa Simpson. He was Asgardian. It was the style of the time. Uh, he he meets Wanda. Like, he is a bullied kid, right? He's he's queer. He's technically a superpowered person. He doesn't know this. He's hanging out inside Avengers Mansion, and he actually runs into Wanda. Uh, and she's like, you're, you're actually stronger than you know. Uh, all this other good stuff. And then he discovers... Um, he has like at the at the beginning he has like self-help magic like he has to he he has to chant what he wants to happen over and over and over again it doesn't always work it, it is it's super cute so fast forward to the second young avengers book where they rescue tommy uh thomas shepherd from jail to recruit him to the young avengers and right. he looks just like billy mm-hmm. right like they could be twins mm-hmm. yeah hint, hint 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 their names are billy and tommy yep. and billy is just like I think we're actually those souls that Wanda turned into her children. Like, that's just a thing he says yeah. as if it's normal <laughs> to Captain America. Who's like, bro, you don't want to go here. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is, this is a bad idea. Oh yeah. By the way, you don't know this uh, Todd, or maybe you do, but like right before house of M happened, like Captain America and Scarlet, which were dating. Ooh. No, I didn't, I didn't know, that. know that. What? Yeah, that was but like that, a whole thing that happened. That sounds like she's, such a bad idea, mostly for Steve. She has definitely, she's dated like multiple Avengers. Though, right? I mean, it's it's comic books. Everybody fucks. Yep. That's so true. true. Okay, fast forwarding. So the third a third Young Avengers thing, um, one, makes it canon that Billy and Tommy were in fact those souls that got reincarnated. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they find Wanda, who's apparently been in hiding. Right. Uh, ever since House of M and much like the end of WandaVision. Yeah, she's in the Thanos yes. cabin. <laughs> yeah. She's chilling. Well, okay. There's actually a really great subplot where um it turns out Clint Barton um fucked a robot version of Wanda, like a Doombot Wanda. Oh yeah, really- I love that plot. That's like one of my favorites because that is also <laughs> really so funny. Hawkeye. Like that is something he would do. I really hope that the listeners who don't read comics get how the perspective that you have about <laughs> these movies and shows changes so radically if you're coming at it from a world where you're like oh yeah remember when Hawkeye fucked a robot version of Wanda that's already your yeah. baseline you're already so far into the stratosphere in terms of where your norms are set for like what yeah. a reasonable story is that like can tell a story about depression or mental health you're already like um I'm so far the, off uh, can we just talk this? about like on the subject of fucking robots I was reading the most recent Hellions we need to get and- into it this is a robot fucking show so here we are. Here Wait, we go. I know you're gonna you're gonna fucking laugh, but Mister Sinister has been kidnapped by Arcade of all people. Yes, so Arcade, Arcade can take back, all the Hellions baby. and put them into one of his stupid like video games, video yep. game things. And Havoc now works for Mister Sinister, and Mister and Havoc now believes that Madeline's still alive because of this Arcade thing. And so he fucks Madeline, except Madeline turns out to be a mannequin, and Mister Sinister's being forced to watch it. I love it. Like that is that's comics comic right books. now. Like that's what's yeah. happening. Wow. Currently. <laughs> <laughs> 
What the fuck, yeah, bro? Yeah, yeah. Like it's all orchestrated by Arcade. By the way, Arcade's like this is hot, and everyone's like this is not hot. <laughs> this is okay. this is weird. <laughs> you yeah. shouldn't be doing Even this. Mr. Sinister is like this is fucking weird, and Arcade's like ha ha ha. Like anyway, comic books. Let's get back. to I want to wait. I want to wrap up yes. the Young Avengers yes, bit sorry. with one thing, which is. That book was called The Children's Crusade. Yeah, that's what I'm reading right now. I have such mixed feelings, and I'm a big Young Avengers fan. But at the very end, like the spoilers for this extremely old book at this point, like the plot beat is that at the end, you find out that it was all Doom. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Like that Dr. Doom engineered all of that it. That sounds like him. Up I mean, to and including House of M. I already kind of figured that out because the cover of that is just Dr. Doom. Another depressed, insecure character. This is what's so tough about this, like as a fan of any of this, is that I'm like, yeah, these comics are about these deeply insecure people and their feelings and like taking out trauma on others and how unhealthy that is. Except it's like also those characters are sometimes Dr. Doom or like Mr. Sinister (laughs) or like whomever. And, And it's like, okay, how do I square the ridiculousness of these villains with this television show that is attempting to walk that line between how ludicrous the source material is, like how many bizarre cameos there can be in the comics as compared to this, which has to like really right. pare down things and have like five or six main characters and just. Okay, but see, ironically, I felt like WandaVision is probably one of the better examples of being able to translate something like I, that. You know, I'm not sure because the, the fight that I've seen between people in the past few days is people really struggling with the morality of Wanda as a person and how the show yeah, portrays her. Yeah, but I think her. that's like legitimate yeah, though. Yeah, I mean also like maybe that was the entire point is that people should really be struggling with that and should be debating as to whether the show is presenting her as a hero or not. Because that I would say has also been the they biggest struggle of the Avengers films as well which are much shorter and have less time to establish this is that they're very binary right. usually in a way that I would actually yeah. argue most comics aren't. Because comics allow characters to constantly be changing sides or like have a lot of time to like change their mind or like many many decades to be different people and have different perspectives like i mean how many times has Jean gray like destroyed galaxies yeah, or like seriously agonized about it like she's gotten to have some yeah. pretty long tortured storylines about what she's doing with her life and like who she's dating or not dating whereas in the dark phoenix adaptations in the movies it has to happen in 30 minutes and it sucks ass and like also yeah. we don't know how to <laughs> depict a woman as having any form of power without it also inherently terrifying the viewer which is like a whole other feminism one-on-one right. thing that's like that a whole other here. stupid problem but like yeah. that is part of it where it's like okay like we've already seen a whole lot of marvel properties where male characters had absurd power and used it and like now we're all suddenly freaking out because wanda's a terrible person like who isn't in this fucking universe <laughs> like are we only now getting here like yeah she's terrible but like again who isn't you know i think part of the issue too is because so you were talking about format Yes. And like in a two hour movie, you don't really have time. Yep. Right. Like to to fully go into that, like the grayness and the complexity. And even like WandaVision is a short show. Nine yeah. episodes is not a lot of time. And some of those episodes no, were really short, like 20 minutes. Right. So the earlier ones, they kind of get longer and longer as they went along. But they down, do. Yeah. But they're not ever that long. The first one was like 15 minutes. Yeah. I was like, yeah. whoa. But like, in the course of a television show, you can go into right like the complexity. And I think fans who are used to the MCU as two-hour movies 
are like, we should have a really Manichaean, black and white, good and evil villain and hero. And that you just, you don't get that on the show. Yeah. No. Like every, everyone is both a villain and a hero to some degree. But do you think this is what these future TV shows are going to be like for the Disney Plus series? Is it going to just continue to explore these characters in more depth that the movies can't? Because it kind of seems like... It's more interesting. I would like that. I mean, that's what I would like to see, too. I would like it if they did it even more than they already did in WandaVision. Like, if anything, I'm like, I would have liked it if it were more uncertain at the end. And... The like, okay, so in the final episode where Agatha mockingly calls Scarlet Witch a hero and is like, I guess you're not a hero because you've been torturing and enslaving these people's minds for the past, I don't know how long, like at least a month. Not it's not ideal. Um, (laughs) And like Agatha making fun of Wanda for that is is a fun moment, at least for me as a viewer who's been somewhat critical of some of the Avengers movies for being so simple because they have to be because it's like. Well, I don't necessarily see Wanda as a hero, just a protagonist that you follow sometimes. And like, sometimes she fucks up and that's why she's interesting to read or in this case, watch. And it's like, it wouldn't really be that interesting if every single person was Steve Rogers. Like, it's kind of a better story if some people are Tony Stark and some people are Wanda Maximoff and so on and so forth. Like, you need some people who are kind of assholes some of the time or else it's a boring show. So. I don't know. I, I can't tell if, if some of the response to the show is just people dealing with the form of media criticism that is like, is this show supporting Wanda or is it OK for us to hate her a little bit? Oh, like there's this intersection of nobody can be normal talking about this yes. show. Yes, yes. <laughs> like Nobody, <laughs> nobody, everybody just has to go immediately to 11 when they're talking about this show, which is <laughs> why so fucking confusing. And like the combination of that with, oh, wow, I forgot the other half of this. <laughs> well, why do you think it is that people can't be normal? So I, I wanted to circle back to one of our points in our outline, which is about sitcoms and parodies of sitcoms and also using sitcoms when you're dealing with grief, which I think all three of us do, by the way, like mainlining a sitcom you've already seen because you just can't handle watching something that is going to have conflicts <laughs> that yeah. you can't predict, which is absolutely what the first 75% of the show is about. And we see Wanda's childhood in the flashback and the penultimate episode where she's like yeah i was obsessed with sitcoms as a child i am regressing to my childhood and re-engaging and also changing the reality around me with my powers to become these sitcoms so that no actual true conflict ever happens nobody ever dies everything's resolved in, in 20 minutes i do think that that relates to why people are so upset by the turn at the end where wanda's a bad person because people can relate to that feeling that she's right. having of I mean, that's how I feel about it, too. There's a really great scene in there where she explains to Vision why she even watches sitcoms. Like, I know that they kind of dove into it when she was a kid, but then she's kind of like, like somebody gets hurt badly and Vision's like, oh, my God, is he dead? She's like, no, it's not that kind of show. And then everybody laughs and he gets up and like waves at the camera. There's no consequences. There's no real consequences. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting. Um, I wanted to sort of touch on a couple of things before we move forward. And the first thing I wanted to say is uh, that this show... Uh, obviously, I said it pulls from those plots that I described earlier, but this show went a completely brand new route that Maddie was just describing, in which it was presented to us as different sitcoms throughout the ages, mm-hmm. which was an interesting approach, and I actually liked it. Me too. Uh, I love sitcoms, so like it's an easy sell for me. Um, it was a really interesting like history of TV that yeah. I wasn't expecting to see out of this show. Um, 
And uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are fantastic actors to portray all these different generations. Yeah, they're very good comic actors, too. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, and that they were able to do so much with this show in terms of that. And at the beginning of the show, we don't know what the fuck is happening. It's just like Wanda. It just like the first episode, like point blank, did not explain anything. Mm -hmm. It was actually very strange that it took up until like episode three to be like, by the way, there's also a pocket reality here. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just like, like, and she, the, the thing that makes her, the thing that makes the viewer realize it is the beekeeper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like she, she runs into the, which we find out later is the sword guy who went in through the sewers. Okay. Somebody was like, what happened to that guy? Cause we never find out. Did she just straight up kill that dude? I don't know. He might, he's probably alive, but like mind controlled somewhere. Yeah. He's probably wandering the periphery of the city. Like That's the probably people true. The end of that Halloween episode, yes. right? Where like the farther you get from where Wanda actually is in town, the more people yeah. are literally just like, Disney animatronics just like sitting there repeating the one way, action back and forth. Like the number of times crying. they depict people crying and like not doing well. Yeah. I'm like, how can you read this show as defending Wanda? Like they show the people she's yeah. torturing right. at length. Like it is very clear that this is not good at behavior. I mean, it is and it is bad. And you know, at the beginning of the show, we don't even know what's happening because and I actually really love this. I felt like this was very House of M. And I I kind of was sad that towards the end of the show as it went on, it broke away from agree, this pattern yeah. of like where like the editing would just like spiral out of control you'd be like wait what just yeah, happened like the more mcu that it got like the whole white vision fight at the end i was like this is just an mcu movie which is fine but yeah, it's, it's i mean that is what it is it's like we the can't, same like, as the end of the mandalorian where it's like okay we're just in a regular schmegular star wars movie now like but I, I i really enjoyed all that yeah. so anyway that is the presentation we have of this is that wanda's in each episode, it goes up a different generation or a different decade of TV shows. And uh, we, it starts us off with like Dick Van Dyke. Then it goes to like Bewitched, which was, I think, Maddie, Maddie's oh, yeah, favorite. I dream of Jeannie and Bewitched. I, I mean, I don't really I know what the that. 70s one was. It was kind of like all over the place. The 80s one was like Full House and Step by Step. I think then, the 80s one was Growing Pains, like specifically was supposed to be Growing Pains. Oh, was pains. it? Yes. You might be right. And then the 90s was uh, Malcolm in the Middle. That was Malcolm like the, in the most middle. obvious. Mm -hmm. Nobody understands what the 2000 was. It was well, like it a was million like, things. Uh, you know, Modern Family, The Office, and Parks like and Parks Rec. Parks and Rec. That whole yeah. era. It so, was really a pastiche. Yeah. And, so, and so it was interesting and I liked all that. Um, one other thing before we move forward is because I didn't talk about this is like, we talked a lot about Wanda, but we talked zero about Vision. Everybody's favorite living vibrator, Vision. Uh, yeah, really though, but also oh, if this is going to be like a Joss Whedon thing about whether or not we should have Vision's penis here, then we can get into that, but you know. We don't need to, no, we don't we need don't, to but so So Vision in the comic books is not a mutant. Um, nope. He is a, a like robot man, not created by Tony Stark and Bruce Banner, nope. and I think this is important to mention because in the comic books, his root, if his character is very different, in which Hank Pym, Hank Pym creates Ultron. Yep. And then Ultron creates Vision to kill people. And then Vision at some point changes and then joins the Avengers. But he's initially a villain at first, created by Ultron, yes. created by Hank Pym. Totally different backstory. Yeah. And so by the time that he's with Wanda in the comic books and they get married and then eventually Vision, like, 
I don't know, is like, this is all not real. Well, he has a series of identity crises even while they're dating. Like, that characterizes their relationship a lot, is Vision's insecurity. Yeah, well, he's also like this robot that's learning how to be a human being. Yeah, it's very similar to Data in Star Trek, like the kinds of identity yeah. crises yeah. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Vision has. I mean, that was also the same time period. Like, Star Trek was on when these, when these things were coming out. People were very insecure in real life about the development of computers and AI and like... Could could you design a human that, or human seeming AI? Like these were these were the anxieties that were reflected in Vision as a character, and also selfhood right. and the philosophy of that. These were very seventies and eighties and nineties debates, um, and I I love that because why I liked their their relationship, which is sadly something that is not a part of WandaVision so much, is just that Wanda as a person is so intense and so like she has a mental illness she's very she feels feelings very intensely that's directly rooted to her power and how her powers work like her feelings are tied to what makes her powerful whereas vision his whole deal is that he doesn't have emotions and he's learning how to have them and learning from wanda among other people because he idealizes her as this person who can feel feelings in a way that he cannot. And like that is but also what, when you say it that way, that's super dark. It is super dark, <laughs> but that's what's so interesting about them as a couple is that they are both fascinated by one another. Like vision has perfect control, something Wanda can right. never achieve, but she loves him and she respects him so much for that because she's like, well, this is someone who's the opposite of me. And they're very opposites attract like odd couple. And that's, what's funny and also sad about them as a couple. And like, the, the two beginning episodes of the show where it's like, you know, the sitcom style, part of why I liked it so much was because I was like, this is almost getting at what's so funny about their relationship. Like Wanda's the magic emotional yeah. one, Vision's the like cold, unfeeling one who's like figuring out how to be a person. And that just isn't what the show ended up being about like it didn't really end up being about their relationship and that's just kind of too bad you know i mean it did but it was more like it didn't really work because in this version wanda had created vision. yeah it wasn't like really the him. vision that yeah. actually exists that shows yeah. up at the end which i guess i should also mention that after the events of the scarlet witch and vision comic books vision is eventually taken apart like he is on this tv show uh in almost like a frame for frame yeah. what they did on this and um, also, he then turns into White Vision, who then, then goes around killing people. I don't know if that's going to go in this route in the MCU. Yeah, because it seems like the whole White Vision thing got worked out in about two minutes. On the two minutes. Episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. I, I will say. I will say this though. I think it's really interesting that the the Vision inside Westview, like the one that Wanda created, mm -hmm. still questions her. Yes. Right. But that's something that she wants, right? You know, you could definitely look at it that way psychologically, right? Is that like she actually wants someone to stop yeah. her, but right. she can't bring herself to do it. So instead, it gets sublimated into Vision being like, bro, something's not yep. right here in New Jersey. <laughs> what it is is that for Wanda, that we never got to explore the movies that I think is sort of insinuated here is that Vision essentially, she says that at the end when she's like, you are my grief, you're my sadness, but you're my love, mm -hmm. you're my my hope and all that. I also think that like vision is Wanda's conscious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's yeah. she, before it was sort of like, Oh, she, everything she did in life was because she was protecting Pietro or she wanted to avenge her parents. And then once when that was over, she like didn't know what to do, but she realized that she wanted to join the side of the Avengers. And it was really vision who kept on like, 
intercepting because remember in civil war after she like blew up that hospital and killed a bunch of people and everyone's like we should kill wanda yep. and so at some point wanda's like cooking with vision she's like i'm gonna go out and get paprika and vision's like okay listen i'm trying to distract you uh <laughs> you, you probably shouldn't leave the house yeah, right she, now she, she's, she's like she's like why are you doing this she's like because i think what's going to happen is something that's catastrophic when i know that like you know the real you is not like that, and that was just an accident. Yeah. Like, so I think that that's the character that Vision portrays, and Wanda sees that and wants that for herself in her fake reality as somebody that's going to question her. And believe in her, and believe that she is doing this stuff accidentally, which is like the other thing that is revealed at the end. He says that I love, okay, that's episode where, okay, so there's a lot of good stuff here before it gets like super MCU heavy, where they're like in the... <laughs> alternate reality and in there you know we're having like the time blips and like the edits start going backwards and rewind sometimes credits show up and then they go away there's eventually vision is like becomes self-aware that he's like okay we're in not the real world and also we're in a tv show right now this is strange so then he starts doing this thing that is not really well explained like why would wanda give this version of vision of power that also like blips everybody back into reality temporarily you know yeah. i increasingly like this theory actually that she secretly wants someone to stop mm -hmm. her right and that that part of her psyche is manifesting as like you're saying vision is her conscience right and so vision pokes that guy norm at one point in the office after everybody creepily reads the email that darcy sent in. yeah because by the way outside of this we have like a number of people trying to break in and be like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. Which I guess we could get to in a second. <laughs> but like, meanwhile, yeah. there's a great scene there where like Vision like puts Norm back to normal. Norm starts freaking out. So then he has to fix him. And so I mean, technically, that's Wanda fixing him or like a part of Wanda fixing him in the form of Vision. Or is it though? Kind of. Like that's, it's a weird way to think about it. That's what I'm confused about slash think is interesting is yeah. that I actually think probably of all of the beings that like she literally just creates from whole cloth right which right. agatha tells us towards the end she's just like it's chaos magic you're literally just creating things from nothing yeah, yeah. which is bonkers if you think oh, about yeah. it right like the only ones that she like creates whole cloth are vision and her kids and they're also the only people who seem to be able all other than agatha who seem to be able to act independently of wanda mm -hmm. right and I'm starting to think like that whole thing with him and white vision at the end very much feels like him going, here's my memories. Yeah. Right. Like here is all of the stuff that made me me. Well, I, I'm not sure. I thought that was him unlocking the memory that was already technically on white visions. Oh, hard drive, yeah. but That he couldn't access because that vision, one of the visions actually has an infinity stone in his forehead. The other one, not white yeah. vision. So he has the ability to unlock whatever, because I don't know, blah, blah, sci-fi, like who fucking cares. So that's, <laughs> that's how I took that. But also he has the personality. He doesn't have the memories, but he has like Wanda's right. interpretation of who vision would be but you're right it you're making is, a good is. point todd because i don't really know if vision is an independent being or not i think he's supposed to be i think yeah, she gave be right. created this version of vision that has free will uh, to do whatever he wants basically and but she, she also created it out of herself to be a check on herself right because i i feel like she's like yeah. okay here's vision he's my husband he's my love i love him so much and he has free will because i would never stop him from being happy and also i have children because i'm a good mom and they have free will as well yeah. yeah but she's not aware of the fact that she's robbing the free will of all these other people in the town she 
seems to have no awareness of that. Well, she doesn't, and we can sort of get to that. But what I was talking about here is that there's after he goes or after Vision goes to Norm, he comes home. This is the same episode as Sparky and the kids aging up repeatedly Mm -hmm. uh, with Agatha around. And later it's revealed that Agnes kills that dog, which I called from like the second that happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that had to have happened. It is true. For the record, I'm going to defend him. He said it in the Slack the very same night. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, that bitch killed that dog. Anyway, so anyway, I'd like, so then Vision comes in and he approaches Wanda. He's like, okay, so everything just happens conveniently when we need it to happen. Yeah. And like, you know, I talked to Norm and he is a different person. And like, Wanda's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Let's go to bed. And Vision's like, why? So you can like reconstruct reality again. Yeah. And so the then the credits start playing. And then I loved this scene. So this whole end of the episode would like really got to me emotionally because like the credits fade away and Vision comes in and starts screaming at her and being like, you created this reality. This person's in pain. What you're doing is torturing people. Wrong. I know. Yeah. And then Wanda turns around. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then she's she's like, you didn't do this before. And then so the vision screams, stop lying to me, flies up into the air. So this idea that this is a consciousness that she manifested of herself, mm-hmm. like is like trying to warp her back into reality. Yeah. And then they come down and she's like, you've never spoken to me that way. And vision's like, I don't know what that means. I have no memory of who I was. I'm scared. I'm freaked out, which again is still just Wanda being scared. And then she sits down. She goes, I don't remember how any of this started. I don't remember Then the doorbell rings. A fucking Pietro shows up. It's like crazy. We should talk about Pietro a little bit. I want to, I just want to say though, of all of the like meta editing things they did in this show, my very favorite one was Wanda being like, no, we're rolling credits. This episode's over. And Fish yeah. is just like, no, fuck that. Like, <laughs> we are having this discussion. Do not roll. I think, doesn't he literally say you can't roll yes, credits on yes. this? Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. As he follows I mean, her. Like, all right. Of those he does. Style moments. I mean, I, I certainly have They're my criticisms cool. of like the pacing and overall framework of the show at points, but the style is so good. It's so that it good. takes yeah. you over the line into being like, and like it's a great in that show. particular scene is like there's a lot of good scenes but i really loved that one the most and i i went and rewatched that a couple like quite a few times because i was like this is just really well done mm-hmm. like straight through yeah um and we could talk about quicksilver if we want but i kind of figured like we should go down the list of characters we have sure. here and this this um, random order that we have <laughs> in the document we skipped all of them and going directly to the end no no no, no. okay fine like, here. let's go into quicksilver because quicksilver it's is chaos here. magic we're creating yeah, a right, podcast right. from okay nothing. so okay so quicksilver in this is not the Quicksilver from the movies, from the MCU. It is Quicksilver from the Fox films. And in fact, if you watch it with the captions on, it says, Pietro from the Fox films stands in the doorway, That's which is hilarious. Really <laughs> funny. Uh, it like, tells and, you, like, for the benefit of people who didn't watch the Fox films and only watch the MCU, which there are I people didn't know like that. that. I, had to, I had to ask you two after the fact, because I had never seen any of the Fox movies that had Quicksilver right, in them. Right, and some people did that with me, too. And I was like, this is funny, because I don't feel like, I feel like this whole plot point was only written to be like, by the way, 
Fox, we own the rights to X Men now. <laughs> They're ours now, like, motherfucker. Like, yeah, it's, they're just like this is our just big fu- Disney's big fuck you to Fox for yeah. taking like ten years I mean, to sell them like the rights. Evan Peters as a person like seems to not give a fuck generally. Like he was in that like MTV skit that you sent to us that I can like link in the show notes where like he was like joking oh around about X Men Apocalypse being a bad movie and stuff. Like he clearly is like self-aware and willing to make fun of yeah. the absurdity of being the other Quicksilver. Like you, yeah. it's that's what this entire role is. And I mean, I did also enjoy like the reveal at least canonically within this episode that he's a hired actor named Ralph Boner of all things. Like I, I thought that was funny. Like I, I liked that they tried to come up with an explanation for why this guy who was not Pietro, according to MCU logic, that's fine, but he is Pietro as far as we're concerned. Like, he may as well be. Well, I mean, he's got the super speed and everything, but he doesn't have the same personality. Yeah, like, so did Agatha give him that? Like, how's that possible? I think it's that that necklace that Monica... Agatha. No, no, no. Oh, Monica well, yeah. eventually finds it and rips it off his yes, neck. Yes, yes. Which is why he stops being Pietro and starts being Boner. Yep. Again. Yeah, I love that his name's Boner. I was like, I Boner. love this show for no like, reason. Because it, well, and also that great reaction shot of Tana Paris going Boner. <laughs> I know she <laughs> like, she, <laughs> she, she, she she goes Boner, and then fucking Evan Peter goes. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so at that point really? he doesn't know that's his name because he still thinks he's Pietro, so he's laughing at the fact that she okay, said. Okay, but Boner. he also doesn't call himself Pietro. Yeah. This he calls himself Peter because that's the name they had in the fucking X Men films. Uh, Right. But I think that as long as he's got that necklace on, I think he's under Agatha's control in the same way that the townspeople are under Wanda's control. Right. And also it also has the powers that the necklace gives him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really did think he it's not like he was I'm Ralph Boner playing Peter Maxoff. It's like he believed he was her brother. He was under mind control too. Like Agatha has also got a penchant for mind control now and again. Yeah, and the thing is that he doesn't have all the memories. He has the memories that Agatha knows about Pietro being shot in the sheet streets of whatever Sokovia when it was flying around in these <laughs> yeah. air. Sure, we all remember that moment with crystal clarity. Remember that? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So anyway, but the point being is that like this is not that Pietro. But for the first couple episodes, nobody really was sure. They're like is this going to be the intro to the X-Men and the MCU? And I was like, no, that's not going to be it. This is just literally a fuck you from Disney. That's all this Even is right now. Even Darcy in the show. Yes. Yeah, she she, says, re- she recast Pietro? Like, she was shocked. Yeah. Genuinely shocked. Because Darcy is outside watching this because it is being broadcasted somehow, which Darcy figures mm-hmm. out. And so she sees this and she's like, uh, Pietro has been recast. Now, what I think is really interesting here that I've not seen a lot of people talk about is that later on when Agatha reveals that she's not Agatha. She is Agatha. She's like, oh yeah, I created fake Pietro. I'm calling Pietro for short, which was like, I love this. Pietro. But, <laughs> but then she goes, you know, I she's like, I could have just used a necromancy spell and brought the actual Pietro back to life, but I don't have access to his body. And then she then she moves on. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So <laughs> did we just admit that that Pietro could come back to life if Wanda wants that to happen? Because yep. that seems to be like what's that insinuates right there. All bets are off. We're in comic books now, baby. People can come back. Elizabeth Olsen literally said, actually, to Jimmy Fallon in another one of those videos, other than the one you linked me yesterday, it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, if you get a chance, look for Fallon Vision <laughs> yeah. on yeah. YouTube, oh my God, folks. So it's good. extremely funny, uh, especially the reveal. Jimmy Fallon always does good there's, parodies. Well, okay, there's another video after it where he interviews, here, interviews her normally. She reveals like that 
that bit from the 70s where she was where she was smoking a joint like the thing that she's wearing is a shirt that was a dish towel wow. oh my god that's amazing <laughs> because they couldn't she was in london and they couldn't get anything she's just like well the dish towel might work <laughs> uh, and if you're wondering if those wigs are from wandavision yes they are mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because they had them for the show, but she's in those interviews with jimmy fallon she more or less admits that like WandaVision is lining up a whole bunch of Chekhov's guns that get fired off in the next Doctor Strange. I'm movie. sure they do. Okay. I'm yeah. sure they do. So, I mean, because that's and that's the way of the MCU, right? Like, we all know that by now. Well, but also this this is the show that straight up was like, I, I mean, since we've been in the MCU for 10 years and like when characters die, they don't come back. But then like ah. once when WandaVision started, we saw a preview for Wind Captain Oh my god, Captain Falcon. Uh Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh I guess I guess that works. Show me your move. Yeah, right. That show's coming out and it shows that Baron Zemo is coming back. And I was like, I thought he was oh, dead. Oh, he's dead though. Black Panther killed that guy. He shot him in the face. But now, but now he's, back. he's back. I got this one wrong. I just straight up misremembered this movie. Baron Zemo does not die in this moment. Black Panther does confront him, but does not kill him. And then at the end of this series, I was like, it became very clear that this is going to go in the comic book route where nobody stays dead. So all these people that are like, oh, Tony and Black Widow and Captain America. I'm like, oh, they're all going to be back. They're, they're all going to be, be back. back. Like, that's what's happening. Like, literally fucking Vision is back already. Like, you know. Yeah, we knew that in Endgame, though. Like, anybody who got to the end credits of Endgame is sitting there going like, okay, but they'll be back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's like, <laughs> it makes too much money for them not to be back. But that makes it hard to criticize these properties in like a larger structural storytelling level though because it's like well yeah. are any of these things meaningful like what is actually the story that's being told here about like loss and grief and like vision is lost to her and she's had all these people die in her life if in a movie it's like oh also she can bring them back to life maybe Wanda shouldn't have thrown a month long tantrum where she tortured a bunch of people and she should have instead just realized she could actually God bring therapy? everybody back to life in a day like you know, what is this though, you know actually though the funny thing is in children's crusade that young avengers book they find out that wanda has the wanda has the power to give mutants their powers back oh yeah that's right which is very similar to what we're talking about now like she gives richter his powers right. back yeah. in the book she can take away and she can return well right the away. funny thing is no the funny thing is though is that then scott and the X-Men show up and they're like, okay, we've come to collect your ass. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and the Avengers are going, okay, yeah. hold on. Yeah. <laughs> she well, can because fix this. the comics have to actually deal with everything I just described regularly because things are, that's the different stakes of comic books. And like, as that fuzzy line is drawn in the live action movies and shows, they will also have to deal with that in a different way. And so will the viewers. The viewers will have to adapt to a reality where people can come back to life and magic is suddenly it real. It could be cool. It could be. They kind of they kind of do like Agents of Shield is actually that. True. Agents of Shield is is all about bringing people back to life. That's like the one actor they could Not get. only that, but like Colson, the first two seasons of that show are really Colson being like this wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. I feel very weird about being alive again. And then when the biological Colson dies uh, and they make for the last season, the LMD Colson, he's just like, what does it even mean for me to be alive right yeah. now? Which I actually, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of gets progressively worse as the show gets older, but. It kind of, I, I would say it's more like a hill where it starts off kind of bad, gets better and better, and then it goes down again. It's like, um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What we'll, happened? we'll get there when we start talking about the Darkhold. But, uh, <laughs> okay. 
I I just thought it was one of the more interesting things that they actually let Coulson be like like this. There's a scene in the very first a- uh, Agents of Shield season where we see a flashback to him actually being like given the alien whatever that's resurrecting him, and he is literally staring at um, Nick Fury going, "Let me die." Mm, sad. Let me die. I sh- please just let me. Die. Very familiar yeah. and with this show. Yeah, it's yeah real fucking creepy and but that is like a thing that these shows could do that would be a way to address that is to have people actually deal with the trauma of suddenly being alive again Mm -hmm. right which this show even kind of starts to do with monica yeah ish i mean well what's your interpretation of that stuff i i have a lot of feelings about monica but i'll let you go (laughs) i think they they just wanted to i think they blew past it too fast because the show is so short and Monica just didn't get even remotely enough screen time for the billing I agree. that she had. I agree. And I feel like it, it's really telling that any anything I could say about Monica feels like a radical topic change because it's as though her storyline is not related to anything else. And same goes for Jimmy Woo and Darcy to a lesser extent where it's like you can actually remove these characters from the show and not have the show stop working, which is sad. And like, well, here's my thing yeah. with, with Monica. Monica on the show, this is this is just really an origin story to our powers, but it's not her show. Like it's WandaVision, so it's going to focus around that. But why have her there then? You know, she's slated to show up in something else. Like, the, she's- yeah, they wanted to get her her powers and kind of introduce her and her personality I mean, because she's obviously a bigger player for Captain Marvel too. But like, it's not as though Monica Rambeau's backstory is intertwined with Wanda Maximoff's. It's not. In the no, comics, it's not. Her, her backstory has nothing to do with Wanda. It's really just like a marketing decision where they were like, well, we need to set up Captain Marvel too and we need to set up Doctor Strange too. I don't, I don't think I would have preferred it. I don't think I would have liked it if they had been like, she's just back in Captain Marvel 2 and they have to do her power origin story and do all that because then she gets less screen time than she would have. I mean, I agree, but why not give her her own show? Like, why is she on this show? You know? She would have to get established first. And maybe she will down the line. The ideal, the ideal would have been for Monica to have her own show. But we're not getting that. I think, I I also think the ideal would have been Monica being there for one for like okay so for like the first half of this series monica does a lot i mean she's already in there we don't know why she's there and then they do sort of a flashback and that fantastic opening of episode four where after wanna throws uh, monica through her barrier again literally a, she smash brothers her right out of the mm-hmm. hex like she's just like you are now leaving new jersey flick yep. yeah like, and then it's like hey oh and then <laughs> then she wakes up and she's like, oh it's all wanted like monica's the first person to figure out that wanda's creating she's just all like, this. oh fuck it's all her yeah and then we get that amazing opening where she we get to see what it looks like with everybody coming back from the snap, which we never got to see before. And I thought that scene yeah. was amazing. I've watched that a couple times too. I thought that was really well orchestrated and her whole story. Then Monica works with uh sword. She's not leading sword yet. I think she's going to take over and or work for agent brand because right now this other guy Hayward is running it. She discovers that her mom has <laughs> died from the cancer. <laughs> yes. So now she's being forced to like, like Hayward's just on a power trip and be like, Oh, I'm not going to let her near anything because she's got to figure out I'm bad. Mm-hmm. And so like there's this whole side story of Monica like slowly taking over sword and figuring out what happened to her mom and you know. Well, there's a lot of setup, yeah, but then the payoff is like 2 minutes long. I mean, I yeah. agree with that. And like she has a lot to do in terms of okay, so 
she keeps arguing. She's like, Wanda needs our help. I think Wanda's like mentally not okay. And I think like we can keep like shooting her with missiles, but clearly that's just antagonizing the situation. So let's go in there and see if we can like help her like men like mentally. She's like not okay. She's grieving. So like that is something I get and I understand. So I want to be there because I think that is how we're gonna like get through this. And then again, it comes back to like, okay, it's Wanda supposed to be the hero here. But again, I don't think it's like as simple as that. I think Monica would have been like, okay, like let's get her a therapist. <laughs> like that was her answer. <laughs> and there was like a lot of like important lines here where, you know, for the first half of the show, Monica kept, Monica kept on being like, I'm an ally to Wanda. And then Wanda essentially gives her powers. So, like, it's like, okay. It's just, like, unfortunate, as you guys said, because in the last couple episodes, like, you know, she's not going to be able to do much. She's just going to be locked in, like, Boner's bedroom or whatever yeah. in the attic. And, like, I mean, I get that, and that sucks. But I'm also, like, I don't really know what they could have done. Like, unless, like, they had taken away from the Agatha versus Wanda fight and been like, okay, also Monica is here to like calm Wanda down. But in this Wanda just kind of figures it out on her own. So like, I guess the payoff is not there, but I also don't, I don't want Monica not to be there because I felt like her piece of the story was important. It just didn't get the final payoff that we wanted. Yeah. That's I'm torn between like all the stuff that Monica actually gets to do. Right. Is great. It's just that it's such a small percentage of the show. Mm -hmm. Right. And it needed to be. I honestly can imagine the universe where there were two WandaVision shows happening simultaneously. Yeah. And one was from Wanda's point of view inside the show. And one was from Monica's point of view. I mean, that was plot B and A, right? Yeah. I mean, that's almost what it is. But instead, the other half, the Monica and Darcy and Jimmy Woo half is the half that the show's not really about. And, and that's theoretically okay but it does mean that as me a monica fan i mean i would love that to be its own tv show with those three the characters because i'd be i fantastic. would absolutely watch the real crime procedural that is just monica jimmy Woo yeah like, that I mean, would be really funny and a different different show which is just it's fine and it's also a show that is more about like the argument of whether wanda's good or bad and like what her motivation is and right and i th i feel like that would have been good if they had gone down the way so maddie if monica is not herself as she is in the comic books. What's her origin? What's her like her whole relationship to Captain Marvel and these characters? Because I, well, so I mean, I obviously know the this, comics, but you love Monica. I so. do. So in the comics, she actually predates Carol Danvers. So that's already like there's no. She's the original Captain Marvel, right? Well, she's the she first names one. herself after Marvel, who's like an alien guy with powers. It's and... Wiccan's boyfriend's dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's this whole legal situation with Marvel where they have to hold on to the name Captain Marvel. Like I'm, I'm sure you guys are familiar with that battle with DC. Well, okay, isn't yeah. there? There's a DC yes. Captain Marvel too. There is. Is, right, like, and so Marvel always had to Shazam. have a character who was named Captain Marvel for like the entirety of its run, so that they could hold on to the name for long enough, which is like ridiculous. <laughs> so the real reason, mechanically, why she takes on the name Captain Marvel is just its legal reasons. And then later, they she, needed to have a Captain. Right, Marvel. later she goes right. by other titles like Photon and so forth. But like her powers are, she basically falls into a reactor, the Joker style and gets uh, her Harley her, Quinn's there. Yeah, Harley Quinn's also there. She gets her powers individually that has nothing to do with anything else. Like she just happens to get power. She's a regular person with regular ass parents, which I always thought was kind of cool, by the way. Like she doesn't have a tragic Batman backstory or whatever Tony Stark backstory where her parents tragically die or, or whatever. That They're just people. And when she gets her superpowers and joins the Avengers, she'll go visit her parents 
parents and be like, yeah, so I know you two are really worried about me because you're regulars. And like, let me just update you on what it's like <laughs> to hang out with She-Hulk and Tony and Steve Rogers and like how dangerous and crazy my life is. But also like, don't worry, I'm loving it. She has a very Kamala Khan energy in those early comics because she's the regular person who suddenly got powers and she's very starstruck. She's super familiar with the Avengers, but they, you know, they don't necessarily like they see her as the super powered person that she is because don't see her as like a regular person they, don't. they see right? her as they respect her as a super powered like awesome woman and the fact that she was a black woman like you know stan lee was really on his high horse about like that because it's stan lee and so that there was there was that was always a part of her character too like she had an afro etc like she was presented as this heroic black woman was she brought in during the adventures like officially because of jan van dyne was that how she joins yes janet van dyne specifically when she was put in charge of the avengers janet was like we need more women in the avengers and that was when she hulk <laughs> joined and that's when captain marvel joined uh, monica rambo's version that's my favorite run of the avengers by the way it's very fun so i don't know i just like her as a character she has a good vibe she has this sort of innocence that she brings to the table that the other characters don't have this version of monica completely different person, which is fine. I mean, she's just a person who is defined by her grief about her mother having died before we even really meet her. I mean, we see like little child baby Monica, but she's looking up to Brie Larson. I was going to say, do you think like the, okay, so I have a couple theories now because you brought all this up. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. that more innocent regular version of Monica, mm -hmm. I think was portrayed in the first version of Monica we saw in Captain Marvel. Yeah, where right? she's literally a child. Yeah. And in this, I still think she still retains her comic book personality where she's pretty positive and smart. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like that all tracks, but that version that you're talking about where she's also a regular person that I was like, oh, that's also like Captain Marvel Monica where she was a little starstruck by like all these like characters that she saw and like then the scrolls were there and she's like whoa this is cool yeah. so like like that part is I think fun. they did translate it somewhere you actually get like a brief return to that at the very in her credit scene yeah yes in episode nine where the scroll shows up and it's just like hey so a friend of your mom okay is that nick fury by the way it has to be i nick have fury no because idea they, they <laughs> so no i'm pretty sure it's the guy the scroll guy that they say maybe oh maybe I at thought the it was end nick of fury. captain marvel okay. i thought it was nick fury because they're doing a secret invasion tv show fairly soon i think that i think the friend of your mom's that he that that scroll lady is talking about though is actually the scroll dude that monica that monica's mom and um carol save but it's outer space related we know that much <laughs> and monica said it wants me to meet him where and the scroll just points a finger towards the ceiling mm -hmm. and there's a great shot of tuna paris like getting this slow spread of a smile on her face she's like, like fuck i'm going to space i, I, right, I know like, i love yeah. it by the way the scrolls in the marvel universe have largely been like not bad which in the marvel universe they usually are yeah, but like comics, in this in the they mcu are. they're like they're actually kind of like fun they're nice and they're like but the kree though fuck well, those were, guys yeah well i mean it was a fun switch that like usually it's the scrolls are that are the super warlike mm -hmm. like aggressive conquerors and in the mcu they're like no, the Kree kicked the shit out of us, and now they're literally trying to purge us from the universe. Yeah. yeah. So that's not cool. <laughs> I mean, and I'm, I'm here for that story. So. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am really it, interested to see what happens in Captain Marvel 2, especially for Monica. I am too, and obviously yeah. Monica Rambeau is going to be there. But 
But I also think it is kind of sad that she only got to use her powers for two seconds and it's to save these two kids, which like, that's fine. I do believe Monica's the kind of person who would leap in front of some bullets to save some kids she barely knows. I That is her character in the comics. That's the kind of person she is. But it's also like, well, couldn't she have also then flown off and used her powers to be like even more of a badass? And like, I am going to make an argument out? here, Maddie. I think this whole show was her being like, I have superpowers and I don't know what any of them fucking are. Yeah, but like, like, like they all kind of just they all come into play by accident. Like all the was that that cool little exchange she had with Billy mm-hmm. where she's like, oh, yeah, nice tricks. And he goes, yeah, I like yours, too. Yeah, I mean, that was very cute. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> I was also like, did they like spend all their money on the Agatha and White Vision fights at the end here? And they like didn't want to give us a little Billy Tommy Monica moment. Like that's okay. But there's like that that Wanda Agatha fight seriously started to reach Final Fantasy lost (laughs) final boss levels of shit. Right? Like once the. Once the rune showed up, I'm like starting to hear one winged angel yeah, in my like, head. Dun, 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 like, dun, okay. Dun, dun, and then Bahamut shows up and Shiva. Yeah. So Agatha and the show. Okay, so Agatha from day one, when they were like, this is Agnes, I like jumped in Slack and I was like, this is fucking Agatha Harkness. This is Agatha like, Harkness. This has to yeah. be. And then, Even like, I, who have barely read those comics, was like, this is clearly Agatha Yeah, Harkness. I know. But like in, in the presentation of this show, we had this nosy neighbor character that may or may not have been controlled by Wanda at the time. We're like, what's her deal? And Wanda just goes with it. She doesn't seem to notice that like Agatha is not being controlled by her, but she's going by Agnes and Catherine Haran is just being a fantastic she's hilarious chops job. i love I, like, her i loved her in this and when you know for somebody that was normally a comedic actor to see her then make the jump into agatha i wasn't sure if she's going to be able to do it but she does she's still pretty funny though i mean she's very much like a mustache twirling camp villain but i'm so here for that like, okay i was rereading like the scarlet witch books where like she's with agatha and like they pop into a room with like Wanda's mom and there's like, we have to cast a spell. And then Agatha's like double, double toil and trouble. And like Wanda's like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, I couldn't help it. Like that is like who Agatha also is, yeah. you know? Well, That's and great. like comic book Agatha is an old lady and I actually, oh, okay. Technically speaking, so is MCU Agatha who's been like, who's been alive right. for 400 years plus at this but point. But she, she can also make herself look young and hot. She has magic powers, well, I mean, right? She, I I enjoy that she's kind of like she literally uses the phrase magical girl at yes. one point and I'm like okay <laughs> that was like a weird sailor moon illusion from the witch villain of an MCU TV show well okay not I I shouldn't say villain cuz I have a whole spiel about yeah. that yep. but she was definitely an antagonistic character yeah yeah not necessarily a villain definitely an antagonist in opposition to the protagonist how's that <laughs> I was so afraid there was going to be some bit at the end where like she lost like Wanda wins their fight, which was inevitable. And (laughs) she loses her immortality and she becomes an old crone. And I'm like, no. Yeah, they didn't do it. And actually, the thing that Wanda does to her at the end is so much worse. I know. It's cold as fuck. Also, like, come on, Wanda. You need her help. Like, what are you doing? Okay, but that's why they did this, though. They're like, okay, well, what are we going to do with her until then? So, I mean. Until Wanda gets over her stupid shit and is like, hold on. I've only met one other witch so far. Maybe I should have been friends with her i mean there's i mean there's a lot going on here because like first of all we didn't even like they didn't even like present uh to us that she was going to be agatha you just had to pick up on the fact that she was the only one self-aware that she was in this weird tv show Mm -hmm. and also like also around when other the kids were aging up and all that weird shit and then eventually when like 
she the kids go over to uh, Agatha's house and Wanda comes over after Monica. Like this is like when we knew for sure that she was definitely Agatha before she we even get down to the fucking basement is like uh, Monica and Wanda are having their little like discussion outside and like we see Agnes get in a huff and stomp out. She's like, all right, you need to leave. Come on, Wanda. And she brings her inside. She's like, it's okay. I'll get you some tea. And she's like, Wanda's like, where's the children? And Agatha's like, I don't know, probably playing in the basement. So Wanda (laughs) goes downstairs and finds out this incredible, like, haunted house downstairs, which is, by the way... like, vines and, like, basically the Snow White forest down there. Yeah, if you know anything about Agatha Harkness in the comic books, like, wherever she lives, it literally looks like spooky dookie, like, (laughs) the Bunsters live here. Like, that is what's happening. And so when she goes down there, that is when... Wanda's power stopped working because Agnes is like, actually, I'm Agatha Harkness and these are runes and you can't do this. Here's the dark hold, blah, blah, blah. You're a witch. And Wanda's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And, I, and that's when Agatha's like, oh, she doesn't even know she's a witch. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's go down <laughs> yeah. trauma lane and figure out like what's <laughs> exactly. going on here. She's just like, well, okay, cool. Let's relive all of your most painful memories <laughs> in an attempt to just Satisfy my curiosity. And also, like, solve the mystery of why Wanda took over a town. I yeah, mean, like, that's what part the of why is happening. Agatha, I mean, I'm sure you're going to get to this, Todd. I'll tee you up for it. How is she a villain? She's the person who figures out what the fuck Wanda was doing there. And technically, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't really feel like Agatha is a villain in this. She just wants to take Wanda's powers. That's well, it. Well, that's here's, true. She does. Here's my claim about this show. Coming into it expecting there to be a hero or villain at all means you have already missed the point. True, true. Like, there (laughs) there is no hero, (laughs) there is no villain. Because even the most antagonistic character, Agatha, genuinely does some useful shit. Yep. She's like, okay, you're actually incredibly fucking powerful to a scary way that, like, the Necronomicon has a prophecy about how you're going to end the universe. Mm Mm-hmm. I would like to find out what the hell's going on. Like her methods, not great, but she does. She does do admittedly some useful stuff. Yeah. And like Wanda, the quote unquote hero. Oh God. Like, <laughs> I know. The entire show is about how she in fact has mind controlled an entire New Jersey town for like weeks. Yeah, yeah. I know. And it's again, just like the comic books, it's Agatha who shows up and like essentially helps her through it. She's like, okay, let's yeah. get to the bottom of this. And, We'll get to, like, why I, st- why I think that she's going to stick around for a long time. But continue, Todd. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, there, there really is. It was so weird to see, okay, again, like, nobody could be normal writing about this show. But it was so weird to see people talking, like, why? There was literally people complaining that they haven't revealed the villain. And I'm like, oh, my God, Monica. I'm like, Monica. <laughs> oh, my God. Wanda's trauma is the villain. Yes. Yeah, it is. How can you watch this show and go, well, what we really need is Skeletor. <laughs> like, that's not... <laughs> oh I legitimately don't understand. This alternate reality where it's like the He-Man TV show and it turns out like the real villain of He-Man is that Skeletor is just a manifestation of He-Man's own trauma. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, that would be amazing. Uh, first of all. That would be both hilarious and vaguely I horny. I think that's part uh, yeah. of why people liked the Agatha All Along song so much because it scratches that itch in a very surface level way where you feel at yeah. least for a moment as though the show is operating in that binary again where it's like Wanda's the hero, Agatha's the villain, it's fine, we're good, we're safe. Well, they, and it even like the lyrics themselves hint at the idea that Monica isn't at or I keep <laughs> I have oh Monica's God. Wikipedia entry in front of me on this monitor. <laughs> 
close it. I close Which is that. why that's happening. Minimize so I've, <laughs> I've moved Chrome tabs. Hopefully that won't happen again. I think that like the song, just the lyrics hint at the idea that Wanda is not actually responsible for her right. actions. And I remember thinking, I actually think I said this in Slack. Like, I think you did too. When that episode aired, I'm like, don't give Wanda an out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I like, remember that. would that. actually really upset me. I was glad me. they didn't. I thought they were going to as yeah. well. I mean, I don't remember if I said it to you too or not, but I was like, I feel like they're just setting up this Agatha thing so that Wanda doesn't have to be the villain at the end. And I didn't want that to be where they went. I was yeah, like, I'm glad they didn't that's do that. not what's true in the comics. Like in the comics, Wanda fucks up a lot and that's her life. And she And Agatha keeps problems. on going around trying. Okay, what it is literally in the comic books and does translate to this TV show is that Wanda runs around fucking things up in reality in the comic books and then at the end of it Agatha always shows up she's like okay time to fix this with my magic and also try to control you because like, you're like out of control right now and teach you yeah. and, <laughs> like you know. I mean that is what happens it's in X-Men Evolution it's in that crazy Avengers TV show from the 90s where they're all wearing like BattleBots armor <laughs> that's that is that yeah. is who Agatha is by the way Agatha all along fucking slaps it topped the apple charts the itunes charts for like weeks yeah it's such a great song did it yeah that's so yeah, funny yeah and like, i like that in that spoilers for that fallon vision thing but i love at the end that they just did the song over yeah, yeah but it's just like but with it's but it's katherine hahn all yeah all i long. know like, oh i love God. it so do we want to talk about the dark hold at all or do we want to just blow yes past okay it? well i uh <laughs> By the way, the Darkhold is both in Agents of Shield and Runaways. So yeah, yeah. I, it's it started. Its very first MCU appearance was Agents of Shield, and it happened during what I think is unfortunately one of the stupidest seasons of the show. Which one was it, Todd? I don't remember. It was the Ghost Rider season. Oh, where that's right. Ghost Rider was literally the only good thing about. I was going to say, like, can he come into the MCU? Because I loved him. Him and Mockingbird can come. I, I mean, he technically and Quake he technically is right. Yeah. So the Darkhold was, <laughs> oh my God, this is so dumb. I could barely get through it. Oh no. Okay. So the Darkhold's entry into, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was that these physicists found it. Oh boy. Okay. Let me explain what it is. Like the Darkhold is basically the Necronomicon. It, it's actually like what the Necronomicon was based on. But so is, it's there, like, is there more than one in the MCU or is it just the No, one? it's just one. It's the same one that keeps like moving like owners. people just keep on like losing it this is really funny to me okay <laughs> exactly i guess it's lost again oh wait no now wanda has it never mind okay. yeah wanda has it at the very end but like they never explain what happens to it between between shows like it disappears in agents of shield and then reappears in runaways and nobody's ever like what what, 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 what? <laughs> It's like there's no crossover between those two properties. Anyhow. Well, legally there wasn't, right? I mean No, there wasn't, but in Doctor Strange, there's that scene where I think Doctor Strange walks up until it sees all the books and there's one that's missing, and then everyone's like, wait a second, this thing's been missing even Doctor Strange. Like it's just like somebody lost it. Yeah. And like is yeah. loaded around a bunch of shows. It's it's like the big fuck off book of evil magic that's got like prophecies going way far into the future. The scientists who find it basically use it to make some sort of super dimensional crossing thingy. <laughs> okay, that sounds like Agents Love of S.H.I.E.L.D. Love those. Love those in Marvel. Love it. The plot was so dumb, I can't remember it. But, like, the, one of the physicists who worked in that lab was MCU Ghost Rider's either father or uncle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's how uh, Robbie Reyes becomes involved. And... Ghost Rider can actually like he can sense the dark hold in all of that stuff that's going on in Agents of Shield. 
the deal is like those middle seasons of agents of shield basically came in halves where like the plot for the first half then sets up the plot for the second half and somewhat unfortunately the dark hold bit is the first half of that season and the second half of the season is the big td ai robot <laughs> finds the book and uses it to make the holodeck and i wish i was oh kidding but gosh, i'm not really <laughs> that is like a wandavision ass situation like how many holodecks do we need around here not, it's not even just like this big titty robot shows up she's like oh i'm gonna create hydroland and it's basically that story where like captain marvel uh, captain america turned out to be like a hydra agent or whatever sure. except then she turns out to be Madam Hydra, but like it's not even really Madam Hydra. It's just a Madam Hydra. Okay. It's just well, and, and I holodeck's not even right. She basically makes the Matrix. Oh yeah, okay, sure. It's sure. like it's crazy. I don't know. Using the magical demon book, and then at the end, <laughs> at the end, because why not? Why wouldn't a robot use a magical demon book to make the Matrix? So at the end of that season, <gasps> the book disappears, mm-hmm. and then it just mysteriously up reappears in Runaways. In runaways. <laughs> It's wherever it needs to be. And also it mysteriously shows up in this show. Like, how did Agatha get it? I don't know. I don't know. It was Agatha all along. It was Agatha all along. I I actually get the weird sense that the dark, this is the weirdest nonsensicalist fan theory. (laughs) I actually think the book itself is doing some of this stuff. I think so too. Like, right. Where like, like, it's, it's kind of got like a vague will of its own. So like it shows up, Nico uses it to like turn, just basically incinerate somebody at the end of Runaways. And then it disappears again. And then Agatha finds it. And she's just like, no, you're, no, you stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agatha's like, you're coming dokey. with me. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it, it, it's kind of implied that the people who had the Darkhold before Agatha, at least in the MCU, did not know, really didn't know what they had. And I'm sure that she found it in like a half price books in Indiana somewhere. Yeah. And she knows what it is. <laughs> and was like, holy shit, someone sold this and like, it's like bought it for yards. five it's bucks. It's like a fucking saver somewhere. Okay. But I would completely believe that happening mm-hmm. for the record. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh. But we also get things like there's a, when during that trauma episode, we realize Agatha knows what the Infinity Stones yes, are. Yes. True. Right. Although maybe that's common right? like knowledge she, for everybody post Thanos. Like I don't think so. I, I don't but think I, it I is. Think Agatha though. knows because Agatha has been living around for like hundreds that's of years, true. right? Like that's yeah. true. she's seen some shit. Like she she knows shit. But like the Darkhold is this big evil fuck off book, and it and like Agatha mentioned having she mentioned something out of it, and I'm like, okay, so did she hear? A prophecy from the dark old and then she literally produced the book and i'm like fucking yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know why I, I don't know it's just the weirdest MacGuffin. I, here's my here's my problem i think the problem is that like and it, this is something that they can control now but before when they started the mcu stuff they were like okay we're gonna have some tv shows that are gonna be like abc and netflix and hulu and now, and so, like, I think they had weird rights issues happening because of that, and their contractual uh, uh, problems because of that some sort of challenges. Yes. Um, now it's just like the movies produced by Disney, and then a thousand shows on Disney Plus. They're not going to be anywhere else. We're bringing those things from like ABC and Netflix and and Hulu, and we're, we're gonna trying keep... to correct all of the misconceptions that happened across all these properties. Right, and we're going to bring them all into the MCU now. But like, I just think you know, to be fair, in anyone's defense i mean this hasn't been done before there hasn't been like a massive property that has had a movie and then like had a bunch of shows tying into the movie and like it, like we haven't had comic books in this kind of medium before so like nobody knew what it was going to be like and i'm sure if you look at 
historically how comic books were like published it had sort of a similar route where like when they start branching off and doing things like fucking hellcat oh like, yeah or like who, even what i was describing with captain marvel's name like it's not as though even within the comics themselves these things all made sense and like sometimes there are crossovers yeah. that are also just as stupid as everything we just described like if anything this just proves that the movies and tv shows are doing a great job adapting comics because there are stupid rights issues and a book is popping around uh, yeah i mean like and so it's just interesting that it kind of is following similar track even on tv and film mm-hmm. anyway so that's that so anyway agatha by the way at the end of this gets her powers not taken from her she just can't cast her spells while she's in wanda's reality however she's gonna get out okay wait 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 we glossed over a very important reason that that's happening is that wanda literally writes her name on the walls of reality so it's so dumb i know but then <laughs> but then she takes the walls of that reality down so does like that mean agatha is still can't well, use her he, magic? okay by that time agatha has been like reduced to hi neighbor so it might not matter i think that we're supposed to believe wanda just is independently mind controlling agatha at all times which that's a lot of work by the way like is yeah. she just doing uh, that constantly i don't know i think it's supposed to be a spell like a spell spell yeah, yeah. i guess but- and, and plus if that's the case it actually leaves room for somebody to for a non-Wanda person to eventually come up and undo yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like Mephisto or something. Yeah, Mephisto. Yeah. I mean, Billy and Tommy are trapped in some reality somewhere. We already know that. So, yeah, we're going to figure that. I'm actually really excited for Doctor Strange 2 for a lot of reasons because, I mean, obviously Scarlet Witch has now made a big uh, transition to that movie, but, like, also that movie's going to have, like, returning actors from all Marvel films before the MCU, which is really amazing and i want to see how that works out like we're gonna have toby mcguire's fucking spider-man again yeah, like i, I don't, don't even, even know. know i'm super interested for it for every reason other than dr strange himself yeah, yeah i mean that's the way everybody's at everyone's like huh <laughs> like everyone keeps on screen multiverse multiverse are the x-men coming i'm like no the x-men aren't there stop with the x-men coming through like weird <laughs> other ways but so anyway agatha at the end of this is like don't mind control me basically mm-hmm. and like wanda's like and what wanda responds is she's like I was like, I'm sorry. And then I love how Agatha goes, no, you are. No, you're, you're not. Cruel. Yeah. And I was like, I, and I was like, yeah, actually, I'm on Agatha's side here. It's like your punishment for this is like to like brainwash her, Professor Xavier. OK. Yeah. And before she does it, Agatha has a really important line here where she goes, wait, you have no idea what you unleashed. And she goes, you're going to need me. And like, and then Wanda goes, well, if I do, I'll come and get you. I know, where, I know, to where, find, I know where to find you. And then yeah. after she turns into Agnes again, Wanda says, I'll be seeing you soon. And I'm like, oh, so they are like absolutely leaving the door wide open for Agatha to be Agatha from the comic books. And I, I like what they did there. But I also was thinking about her fucking rabbit. And I was like that because, you know, in the comic books, Agatha has the black cat, the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has ebony that can also change form into other beings because it's her familiar like at some point, like that bunny's gonna turn into a rabbit and be like trying to get Agatha to break the spell herself. And like I think that's also a possibility. There's a lot of ways this could go. I think like long term, having Agatha and Wanda have this like we have to be cordial to each other because we need each other, but but that's like what it is in the comics, also. Sick. Like, well, yeah, just throwing like, that out there. It, Agatha is not like People are like, oh, well, she's suddenly villainous in the show. And I'm like, really? Because everything I've read about her in the comics suggests that she's actually kind of a scary bitch in the comics, too. <laughs> at times, yeah. at times. Like, just because just because she was Franklin Richards' nanny doesn't mean shit about her being a good person. Yeah. 
Okay. Also, she has her moments in this show where she's not necessarily villainous. Like she's not her motivations are somewhat understandable. We've we've got yeah, she's it. selfish, but she's not like she's not like a mustache twirling. Except for fun. <laughs> well, yeah, no, like she's she's performing that role. Mm-hmm. But like her actual desire has nothing to do with she doesn't say, I want this power because I want to kill everybody who wronged me. Or I want this power yeah, because... she's she's trying to prevent the end of the world, arguably. I mean, she knows what's going to happen. I mean, she's going to prevent the end of the world by becoming insanely powerful. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. methods. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, do we want right. to talk about White Vision at all? I mean, what is there to even we, say about that? I, I mean, we talked about it. I, I, I sort of talked about it when I said... You know, at the end of that whole comic book series between Scarlet Witch and Vision, he is taken apart bit by bit and he comes back and he goes evil and goes on a killing spree. I'm just spree. cleaning up the rest of our document here, which is mostly just a, a list of absurd fan theories. And like, I don't know which of these. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get there in a second. But like a lot of that we actually did already talk yes. about, which is good. But White Vision is usually bad news for anybody in the Avengers yeah, comics. Although it seems like uh, Red Vision cleaned up White Vision's existential crisis in like two seconds. And like now White Vision yeah. is just like, I guess I'm just Vision now. But I'll, I'll, I do think that's going to lead to sort of what happens in the comic books where like Wanda's like, oh my God, Vision, you're still alive. Yeah. And Vision's like, I have zero feelings for you. Yes. And those are not my children. Those and are storylines <laughs> that have happened in the comics are just periodic times where Vision gets possessed or like gets a virus whatever and he's like uh Wanda, i'm not sure i want to <laughs> date like, anymore because i'm feeling making, like that, that dun 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 sound like the, the fucking computer <laughs> yeah. makes one like yeah vision from gets the a 90s. blue screen of death every now and then and he and wanda have like a little breakup like that sometimes they're in the middle of vision. <laughs> oh my god like wanda's like do you love me he opens his mouth and you hear like modem connection <laughs> yeah nice. or like they're in the middle of a battle somewhere it's like vision i need your help and he goes Updates starting now. One of thirty-five, <laughs> and we're like, who reset the vision? Yeah, I mean that literally happens in comics from time to time in the eighties. Like that's part of why I'm so charmed by him is because he's often like a comedy character, a la Data in Star Trek, because it's like funny that he's a computer guy. But like, I, right. I could see that being the next movie is that Vision has some of his classic identity crisis. He's like, I don't know who I am. I'm a machine. Why do I have to care about these people? Maybe I should kill them, etc. I'm sure we'll get to see some yeah. version of that. I, I think so too. Um, I think this is only the start of white vision. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at least he has vision's memories, yeah. which is interesting. It is interesting. So. And it, it also seems like it's going to make his life easier if he wants to decide not to kill. People. Also, where did he go? By the way, where is yeah, he? I thought now? that was dumb. I, <laughs> I thought it was dumb that they just cut away from white vision. Like, is he just having a panic attack in that <laughs> building by himself the whole time? I mean, is that like what the, that's the state of the Avengers right now, right? Like at the end of Endgame, everyone's like, uh, <laughs> now we're all going to have panic attacks in separate shows by ourselves yeah. now. Okay. Bye. <laughs> I actually wondered for a second if the vision that shows up to help Wanda is actually Me too. white but vision not. and not but and not that because like because he dies at the end and because and he, he has, disappears. Yeah, right. the infinity stone in his head and they explain that. But when he first walked out of the building, I was like, is this white vision? And he just changed his colors or well, also. OK, this is also a good like transition to Hayward because we don't know who the fuck yeah. this guy is. He's not from the comic books, but he's the one that got vision back online yes. by figuring out that what? like if he what? could repiece him and rewire him with like Wanda's powers. He's basically like, what if Thunderbolt Ross and Elon Musk had a baby? Mm-hmm. There you go. And Oliver Trask. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's like I was really expecting him to get some sort of like post credit scene where somebody from AIM comes and hires him or like a friends of humanity. I think 
I like I like the fan theory where people thought that he was an Ultron robot trying to get Ultron back online through the vision. Mm -hmm. I think the most plausible, given his hatred for powered people in this, is that he will go work for Bolivar Trask in a future X-Men film. Yeah. Um, I think that is where his I don't think we've seen the end of him. I I, I did I did like that Darcy's final scene was ramming the fucking funnel cake truck into him <laughs> and screaming, enjoy jail, bitch. I literally uh, screamed laughing. I was like, okay, too bad Darcy doesn't come back at any I point. Know. They're like, after that, I was like, wait, where did she go? And they even say it in there. Yeah. Monica's like, where's Darcy? And, and Jimmy Woo is like, it's fine. And then they like walk into the sunset together. And they're like, ha ha ha. <laughs> and I'm like, meanwhile, I want to talk about this for a hot second, but I mean, all, they're testing all the people to see if they're like, okay. And they're all like, no, we're all fucking drama traumatized now mm -hmm. uh, and like how they're you okay I, clearly yeah, yes. and how are they gonna get around that because like now they're like well is wanda good or bad we don't really know monica let her go so are we and i'm like wait a second but all these people like will not have a positive opinion of her no they will probably all go work for the friends of humanity maybe maybe yeah. i'll say this the the thing that they put in monica's mouth at the end where she says they won't know what you sacrifice for them <laughs> i hated that I line i didn't understand it what it meant i was like what are because well okay monica's point is they don't understand that you let this husband and kid that you had created that meant so much to you disappear yeah yeah for the sake of freeing them and i'm like great However, <laughs> however, a lot of people that fake family that she created was part and parcel of the bit where she mind controlled an entire town for like okay. weeks at a time. Yeah, okay, but also I don't actually think she gets to get off the hook by going, but I lost my fake. Son. This is this is OK. So here's what I was going to talk about is that I actually really, really loved that scene where Agatha's like, um, I'm just going to stand on this roof and like take the mind control off of everyone. Yes. And so first oh, we yes. have fucking like, uh, what's her name from Anya from Buffy walk up and be like, she starts. Is that who that was? Yes. Oh my God. You're right. No. Yeah. I, I know. Oh, I yes. was the second you said that I could see it in my yeah. head. Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't help it. I love Buffy, even though Joss Whedon's a okay. piece of shit. I also found out that Catherine Hahn is the voice of, um, Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Yeah, I think yes. I told you in, that, right? In the Spider-Verse, yes. which now I need to watch that movie I again. mean, too, I love that movie. Just as a aside, we could do a whole Patreon episode about that. We could, and we did. March 14th, 2019 is the day that we posted our Patreon-only episode about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. If you back at the audio tier, which is $3 a month or more, you can listen to it. Uh, so basically, like, first she walks over and she's like, Listen, I have a kid, you know, she's the same age as your kids. Like, can they be friends or something? Just like, please let her out of the room so I can like hold her and see her. And Wanda's like, what the fuck? You're making her say this. And like, Agatha's straight up like, like no, nope. this is, these are <laughs> your me puppets, not mine. And then she releases everybody and they all circle her. And the things that they say yeah. are crazy. This we're is like, why I'm like, she is the villain in this moment and why people's reactions to this episode were kind of baffling to me because this is a horror so scene. So weird. It's a yeah. horror scene in a cool way. Like first, the uh, I forget his name. Herb is like, he walks over, he's like, He's like, I see myself in the mirror, but I, I don't understand what I'm saying. I don't know at who first, it is I try, I'm looking at. I try yeah. fighting it first. I don't understand. Then this other guy walks over and he's like, when we sleep, we have your nightmares. And Wanda's like, no, that's not true. I'm fixing you. I'm Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy here. And like uh, somebody says, the mailman's like, I'm fucking exhausted. Uh, the fucking kitty from the 70s show has like these incredible <laughs> lines where she says oh like, my god she walks over and she goes won't free us let us die she says that she says that and then the other thing she says is like 
your grief is poisoning us. Yep. Like yep. it's like holy shit. That other lady walks over. She's like, my man, my husband's on a way on a business trip. Yeah. Tell him not to come here. Yeah. Ever again. I like you know just tell him to stay away. And it's like it is Jesus shit. Like and like and Wanda's denying it. By the way, she sits there. She's like. She's like, no, no, no. Everybody's happy. I, I, I'm taking care of you. Everybody's feeling great. Like you have better lives, and like you're not, you're not experiencing my grief. You're not experiencing that. Like you can't. <laughs> this isn't happening. I think that's the moment when you realize that Wanda actually believes the things she's saying. Yeah. And that's sad and scary. But it's also sad because she says that she believes that. But Wanda's also sobbing while she's saying this. Yeah. Like she, she knows that some part that of her knows it's up. not true. But it's also like I agree though that that scene between her and monica it doesn't fully wrestle with how bad it everything was and i don't know yeah, what yeah. scene could have like i actually don't know what you put there but i know that what they have didn't work that's all i can say i also love that they do the bit with the shame walk where she's like i'm gonna put up my hoodie and walk past everyone <laughs> yeah she like, walks past them for about roughly eight feet and then flies yeah. away and chickens <gasps> and the then she flies out. away she chickens out and she's like uh this got really awkward i'm just gonna go By the i'm way, just gonna go her new Bye. costume is incredible i, I will say that i love that i do too like i think that- i liked i liked the old scarlet witch headpiece coming out of like oh, i actually yeah. thought that was a cool detail yes very cool if there's something that i could say about the mcu that the fucking fox films the x-men did not even try to do which i guess could be like literally anything but like <laughs> in the mcu they actually let these characters have their comic book costumes and make them work which i appreciate or like they try to yeah 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 and like that that halloween episode was oh, genius yeah. Very cute. yeah where wanda and vision are wearing their goofy their, ass their 70s old and 80s. old like old 80s, 70s costumes that whole thing was fun. Uh, we've already talked about House of Them, so I don't feel like we need to talk about that. We've already talked about Doctor Strange too. We already even talked about fan theories. So really, where there's a couple. <laughs> there's also have we talked? Have we, we talked, talked about Jigglypuff? Jigglypuff is in this outline. I'm not sure why. Oh, okay. Also, there's, there's also on this outline. I put into this uh, our wish in a white vision going to fuck. Yeah, that's which an Maddie, important like, point that uh, we yeah, didn't get okay. to. I am certain it has been not even a full. Has not the even been a full 48 hours, and I'm certain that up. if you go to AO3, <laughs> that fic is already there. And if it's not there, what are the MCU fans doing? If it's not there, you have failed us. <laughs> oh my god. Fans. Anyway, so anyway, so the end of this show, <laughs> obviously there's a few things. We we just discussed Monica like letting her go. Wanda shifts and leaves town, mm-hmm. leaves it behind, and plays some sad music, and she flies away. Then we get a mid-credit scene, which we we see like fucking Monica talking to the scroll, and the scroll's like, okay, you're like you're going to go up and be in space We're and Captain Marvel 2. And then the post-credit scene is like a slow pan into Skyrim in which like <laughs> No! No, no, no! I They got to that scene and I'm like, oh shit, she went to X-Men Origins Wolverine. <gasps> yes. No, I saw Skyrim because it's like playing the Skyrim music and she's in a Skyrim house that she built to like have her fake husband and children in. It's totally a you can, you can climb it moment. That's absolutely what's happening. Then she's drinking tea she's getting more tea but then it pans around and sees that her astral self is reading the fucking like dark hold and it plays like da, 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 da. and then we hear like mom help us and she's like <gasps> and it's like whoa <laughs> okay that scene was surprising but that music was, like, was so, so overwrought yeah, i know it was I was like so much. Yeah. I was like I don't understand what I'm supposed to feel here, but me I but it did make me yeah. happy that I was like okay, so Billy and Tommy are still going to live, which we all knew was going to Of course happen. they're going to come but back. But like yeah. But then I was like okay, so what we are getting from the end of this is that Wanda 
like an important line here that Wanda also says before she leaves. She says to Monica, she's like, I don't understand these powers, but I will. Kind of but insinuates that she does not know anything about herself. Yeah. And so I feel like what's going to happen, because we all know that Pietro and Wanda's par- lineage in the comic books changes like 17 times. They're not going to do that. I don't even know what they're going to do in, in this, I, if, I, if, I had to t- if I had to guess, because the whole thing that obviously I was holding out for was either Mutants or Magneto, and so was everybody. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like they're going to have to do some sort of combination thing where like, we're not going to see Maria and Django. The parents that she had in this are probably going to be her adoptive parents. I don't think Magda's going to be her mom. I think it's going to be Natalia still. Cause that's the one that is Scarlet witch. And I think the father will be Magneto. I think they're going to figure out how to merge those plot lines together. Cause otherwise it's going to be too confusing. If they're like, Actually, it's these parents. Then it's these parents. Well, yeah. Just kidding me. It's these parents again. Nope. Now it's the sister of these parents. Like, we're not going to do yeah, all that Yeah, but shit. it's also like they need to explain, like, how Pietro's powers work and also how Wanda's kids' powers work. That's why, that is exactly why I think that yeah. she's going to be a mutant. Like, like how are you going to explain that stuff if they're not mutants? Is it all magic? Well, okay. Or? Okay, so Billy and Tommy's powers working the way they do makes sense. Right. Because she literally just conjured them out of whole cloth. True. Right. So them having powers isn't weird. But I honestly had not really thought about that. If Wanda's powers are literally magic, like chaos magic. And they they do that whole thing where like Agatha goes, oh, it's not that the the Mind Stone gave you powers. It's that the Mind Stone let you use powers that were dormant. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So she had always had this chaos magic. It's just that the Mind Stone like unlocked yep. it that does not that does not explain pietro exactly. at all exactly and that's why i'm like they're <laughs> gonna figure out that eventually that these are the children of magneto and natalia that's why i think they're gonna merge it like i'm calling it now like that's what's gonna happen mm-hmm. so we can i don't know i don't know we can place a bet on that well and usually pietro's dead well but also i think i think he's gonna come back to life for real eventually I think they have you know? to bring him back i mean i i don't know but it just seems only logical well, wanda has the fucking necromanicon now so why not yeah I mean, look, we have already found from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that all you need to do for a human being is give them a little bit of Cree blood. Yep. Done. Easy peasy. Bam. Pop that up. Captain Marvel 2 meets Doctor Strange 2. Every character is alive. (laughs) Grief and loss don't matter. And everybody's fine. And it's a movie. And we're heroes. We're gonna be heroes forever and ever. All right. Anyway, so I I do think that's the direction it's going to go. And I think that is sort of the insinuation we get at the end is that like Juan is like, okay, I don't know anything about my lineage or who I am. And I think the further that she goes into that, it's going to be like, okay, so my mom is not who I thought she was. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are my adoptive parents. And my mom is a Scarlet Witch. Who's my father? And I think that's going to lead into. And then they just never answer it. And then they go on to the next movie and it ends with Wanda asking who her father is. And then they go to the (laughs) next. Okay. (laughs) But remember they've, they've got this stuff where like they have a series Bible for this worked out. Oh yeah. yeah, There's, there is a cork board with a lot of pieces of paper on it and a lot of bits of twine and they're working on it. Okay. And Magneto is on a piece of paper somewhere and they're figuring it out. But I also feel like Todd, you have a solid point because like the fact that the dark hold was missing scene in Doctor Strange which came out like years ago at this point to like get it to this point is like really interesting and also now that I think about it the other like random person who knows what an Infinity Stone is who wouldn't necessarily know that uh, normally is Wong Mm -hmm. yeah because he makes that offhand comment to Strange 
during he's just like don't fucking play with an infinity stone and straight, and i do love the stranger's reply was like what and wong goes yeah. nothing <laughs> yeah yeah well boy do i not remember yeah. that movie so thank goodness for but it, it would actually be interesting if like he wasn't told that by the the ancient one he read it out of the yeah, dark or if he right. found it out some other type of way but i mean who who knows right. who knows so do we want to get to closing thoughts on the show it seems like we've more yeah. or less covered I, think, everything. I think we actually actually touched on everything in this which is pretty impressive it is so. it is we did it so i liked it i just the thing that shocked me about the way people talked about the show other than just people could not just fucking stop <laughs> but like <laughs> is like i enjoyed this show it surprised me exactly zero times yeah. Right, which is well, like, but we knew that this was, which is yeah, which is fine. I don't think it's bad for a show to not be like shocking or have a weird sudden twist. It's like all of the stuff that all of the big notes that happened, right? Like the fact that um, the fact that Monica got her powers through. Okay, this is the weirdest nerd shit, but I'm gonna go in on it because the show's almost <laughs> over. Like the. The the feel that they call it the hex, right? Because it's right. a and it's a freaking one, joke about how Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch uses hexes for a long time in the seventies because they didn't know what to call yeah. her powers, so they were calling them hexes all but the time. But it's also a hexagonal yes, shape, yes, right? Like of this course. this field she's made is a hexagonal shape. That's the that's the ostensible reason they call it that, which is very like Weapon yep. Eleven. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! I forgot but, about Weapon Eleven. Uh, I may, I may have just re-listened to that episode, guys. Sorry. So, oh, one of our um, greats, our X Men Origins Wolverine like, episode. Everybody, go check it out, please. Our our show about it was great. The yeah, movie. don't watch the film. Just listen to us torture ourselves for your entertainment. Anyway, back to you, Todd. But when when Darcy's explaining to Jimmy what it is, she's like, "This is all cosmic background radiation." background yep. radiation yep. which is like yeah an actual it's an actual thing like that's not like a weird particle like they made up on star trek like right cosmic background radiation is real and it's supposed to be like remnant radiation from the big bang yeah. that has just okay. been yeah, hanging that, around cool. in the universe Very cool. forever and i really enjoy the idea that monica didn't get her powers from wanda it's not like wanda somehow mysteriously gave her powers it's that like Monica went through this active field of radiation dating back to the creation of the universe mm-hmm. that has somehow been set up here by Wanda's powers. And like at one point, like they, they show it to you really early where like the, the med tech is like, we're going to need to do another one of those MRIs. And you look at the sheet that she's got and it's just yep. white. Right. Like they couldn't see anything. And of course the reason why is that Monica's, is internalizing this background radiation that's giving her power. Right, right. right. That's, of course, when Monica's just like, we're not yeah. doing it. Yeah. I mean, out. it's also just a way cooler backstory for her to have than the original one, which is very, like, boring. <laughs> it's just they like just she, gave her a more she accidentally one. fell in spring of drowned yeah, it's fine. Uh, Don't worry about it. background radiation. Yeah. Um, but, like, nothing, none of it was shocking. Like, yeah. the show never did anything to me that was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But that's right. okay, though, right? I mean, I think that's the point you're making, is like, it's yeah. okay for a show to be somewhat straightforward. And Here, just- Here's the, I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like, it's like, everybody who was, like, shocked by the end of Infinity War, and then what happened in Endgame, and all that, and I'm like, it, the thing is that, we know these twists and turns are coming, because they've already been written into comic books, so it's not like, we don't know what's going to happen in almost any situation. We just don't know, like, 
how they're going to yeah. get there or if it's going to happen in this show or if it's going to happen. Like we were hoping that Magneto would show up. Mm-hmm. He does like, not. That's the kind of twist, quote unquote, that could have happened for us would be like, right. But we like, up. And, you know, it's like we know that would have happened. So we knew that Agnes was going to be Agatha. We knew that like Wanda was going to be creating this from this pocket reality because mm-hmm. she's having grief and insecurities and other trauma happening to her. Like we know these things about these characters because we've read the comics. We knew that Monica was going to get her powers. Like we know these things as nerds. I don't know if like the twists and turns were like, were they more surprising for people who didn't know the source? Were obvious obvious to normies? I think they yeah. weren't obvious to normies. I mean, I'm just basing that on like Twitter and, you know, talking to friends who don't read comics. Like there were definitely people who were like, why is this taking place in a television show for the first few episodes? And like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, you get to be surprised by this. Whereas I saw the trailer for WandaVision and I was like, oh, cool. Wanda's making a pocket reality. Like, I literally was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, that would be fun to watch. I'll get to see Wanda, like, create a reality that's bewitched. I mean, I did you did you see why they decided to do the TV shows? Because it's really fantastic. They said that, I forget who, which producer it was that was talking about it on this show. But they were like, well, the reason that we went with that concept was because if you go back and read those old Scarlet Witch and Vision TV shows, it's like, I mean, TV shows, comic books, they're like, it's really weird. It's like the Avengers shit's happening and then it goes to their house as a white picket fence and like dogs and like everybody's happening. It looks like the Brady Bunch and they're like, that was like, I kind of love that that's how they pulled that Mm -hmm. concept. Just like reading those old comics and being like, well, how would we adapt these and make them as haunting and weird as this show is? Yeah. Yeah. And also like, that was a case of the vision comic book series too, where they're like, Oh, here's our picket fence. And like, they had like the fake green lawn, but then they were also like vision's wife was also killing the neighbors. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like you do. (laughs) Well, it's like if, if the original hook was, they have this idyllic life, but it's fake, right? Like it's completely constructed. And if I sit down and go, what media form really hits me with everyone has a perfect life, but it's completely fake. Yeah. It's, it's sitcoms. old sitcoms yeah. and TV and shows, right? Ones, like, yeah. Where it's like a constructed version of the real lives that we are familiar with, but like you fall off the ladder and you don't get hurt because <laughs> in this reality, yeah. no one gets hurt when they fall off a ladder. I lo- I loved that. I, and I still love that piece of the, when they were going through like, you know, Wanda's traumas, like she's sitting there talking to vision and vision's like, I don't understand. Like, like he's dead and like Wanda's like no 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 yeah. like he's just gonna pop up and be fine and they're gonna hug it out at the end like I guess that's part of my own recap of this show is that I'm kind of sad that the way that people talked about this show got so weird and intense constantly because like I would watch the episode and I would like have my very straightforward reaction to it and then I would go on Twitter and it would be people having like the most Intense just flipping their shit yeah. like either yeah. you think the conversation between vision and wanda about television shows is the most moving greatest thing that's ever been written in the world or you think it's corny stupid and it's stupid to care about it and it's like you need to either be <laughs> one of these one of these two things why is it so extreme on both ends like why can't we just enjoy it and be like fine with enjoying it i think it's partly like pandemic stuff and like everybody is actually undergoing a massive traumatic event we are in a situation i mean not to get too fucking deep here but like we are all trapped in a situation yeah right i know now. also a lot of people are like in general even if the pandemic wasn't happening like not good at dealing with their emotions yes, like that true. is but that's like the whole thing with scarlet witch in general and echoes in her in the comic books and in the show it's like okay but like her mental health is not good and she needs a therapist and for some reason like 
everyone's so anti-therapy, even in the fucking MCU, to the point that this witch shows up. It's like, let's get you some therapy and work out your shit because, like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. You know, it's. <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of wish Agatha had had a line like that at some point where yeah. she's just like, Jesus Christ, have you never seen a psychiatrist? Okay, but like how <laughs> funny would it have been if like they had opened up that last episode and or not that last episode, that one where she goes through her memories and instead it was just like another TV show in which Wanda's on a couch and Agatha's dressed up as a doctor. Or it's like Dr. Phil, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. Yeah. I, I think it was pretty interesting that the last, the last like TV show framework that they used so like the most quote unquote recent was after she and Vision had a fight. So the title of the show in the fake opening credits, which they did every episode. Yes. By the way. All amazing, by the yes. way. Yes. All of them. the bewitched yeah. one was so good. Oh, I love that 80s one. That was like just a blow by blow, step by step. That was fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that final episode, the title card just said Wanda. Right. Not Wanda Vision. Yeah. Um, and that's also the episode where she's constant while she's still in the TV framework, she's constantly breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. And there's that moment where she's talking to a fake interviewer and the interviewer asks her a question. and something like, have you ever considered this all might be your fault? Yeah. yeah. And Wanda's like, you, you're not supposed to talk. She's like, she's like, she's, she's like you're not supposed of, to say that. Like what? Yeah. And you realize of course that it was Agatha yeah. all along. Right. Yes. But like the, the moment when, when that happens and the moment they're interviewing vision and it turns around and he's literally looking at an empty studio. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh yeah. I know. It's good shit. So good. It's good shit. Good I mean, shit. it is, it just is too bad almost that the show, it's like as though everybody needed it to be significantly more complex and nuanced than it, is which is fine and also people seemed very into pointing out that it's not complex enough and like that tension was constant throughout the reception of it it. i don't know what the problem was that like it was complex just fine like yes you do ryan you do because it's like the most popular thing happening right now it's like the same way people talked about mandalorian and like nothing is happening we have nothing to talk (sighs) about a thing i noticed people do a lot with this show is that like whenever they talked about it, whether it was something they liked or something they disliked, it was always like this show is a commentary on the craft of television. Mm. And I'm like, no, it's not though. <laughs> no, no, but like Todd, I do think like I, I, that, that's not the focus point of the show. But I do think that like there is like a whole bunch of like like the whole sitcom thing. That's just like a side point to the actual show. There's two levels, right? There's like the show, which is actually in its content talking about TV as a medium. Right. I agree with you on that one. I think that happens a lot and I think it's cool. But like writers are always like, God, the one, the dude who was like, um, WandaVision's choice to show episodes only a bit at a time once a week (laughs) is a thrilling. And I'm like, bro, TV has aired that way for over 60 years. Also, they're, gonna, they're going to do that with Winter Soldier and the Falcon. So Yeah, they've already been I'm doing like, it with other television. Like that I'm like, still I don't exists. know why you feel the need to magnify WandaVision doing it to the level of importance that you're giving it. It just feels like that because the whole show has like this whole TV perspective going on in it, you know? There's literally commercials. We didn't even talk about the commercials. Like the That's commercials true. were just like 
Were the commercials actually her therapy? I don't really know. Like, I, the commercials were, I think the commercials were her accidentally having trauma. Because did you ever notice that they're always about things like Hydra? Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I know, mm-hmm. like, there was Hydra, like, the beeping thing. By the way, we didn't even cover about the fact that Wanda turned off, like, the missile that, the Stark missile that landed in front of her. Okay. Yeah. Agatha's response to that was so good. It really was. Wanda, she's, Wanda, so Agatha's like, so you were under that table, and that thing didn't blow up for, like, a month? She's, and Wanda's response is just, yeah, why is that weird? And Agatha's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that is like I clearly I love Agatha on the show. So yeah. good. clearly so a probability good. hacks, you stupid asshole. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's just fun. Uh, but those those commercials were great because they were all like parodies. Like the TV shows were also parodies, but the commercials were too. Like in the nineties, we got like the weird claymation thing where like the cool shark telling this kid to eat his yogurt or whatever. Yeah, and then it's like gets really grim suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> but like my favorite one was the, by far the last one they did, which was the one that early 2000s when we super st- like in the 2000s, we started super pushing pills to like, like yes. uh, suppress emotions instead of like getting therapists and like that whole like pharmaceutical thing that is still happening now. Well, it's because we live in a fucked up society where you could actually do commercials for psychiatric drugs and like market them in that way. Talk to your doctor about whatever. If you would like to do things like or avoid your feelings, take this pill. And I was like, wow, I love this it's so much. It's great that we have a terrible relationship both with therapy and actual drugs that you would need because of the way that we've just fucked ourselves yeah, in society. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, there is there is a heavy commentary on that in this show for sure like and i like i appreciated that so this show also made me cry a lot i i was not Same. expecting to cry. I cry at lots of things so it's actually not remarkable <laughs> that i cried at this show uh i don't think it really says anything about whether the show is good or not if i cry at it but it is i mean cool I, that it, I it, sa- it certainly says my emotional investment in scarlet witch as a character and the vision but like i don't know i don't know uh <laughs> so i like i really enjoyed the show it was dark it it was it was. I feel like it was kind of. It was really good. It was really well produced and put together. It was kind of a watered down darkness of the Scarlet Witch, but I kind of expected that to happen for mm-hmm. the MCU. Yeah, um, yeah and, we weren't. We we were not going to get a Disney property that was going to go all in. It was not going to be Legion, you know. Although, like yes. although I love that Agatha did turn into a Disney villain. Yeah, like one hundred percent. No, like she. <laughs> no, she she went full Ursula, and I loved it. Yeah, like she even got a classic Disney villain song. I love yeah. that, song. that happened. Yes, that is it's fantastic. True. So so five out of five X's for me. That's where I'm landing. <laughs> I'll give it a four. Uh, what about you, Todd? Do you have a rating? Oh my god, I was about to say. F- Four and a half, three and a half, and then I had that flashback to Maddie going, "Why do we even do?" I, I say that and every a half. single time. Like, what is, now, whenever what I is say point five, Maddie, that I hear Maddie's voice echoes into my head, and then I still like, oh. "What is the meaning of it?" It's almost as though ratings are meaningless, and like, why are we even trying to rate anything ever? But I know. would give it a, I would give it a four. I think okay. it. If you separate out WandaVision from like the way people talked about WandaVision, very, the show, very hard to do, by the way, which Almost is difficult, impossible, but good luck. Difficult. But if like if you separate the show out into just itself, like as a thing, there are things I wish it had done differently, but that's not the same as like it wasn't good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I well, OK, I try not to call things good or bad anymore. That's that's that <laughs> wow. was like that was like very my New Year's revelation. Level. Well, I know that. Okay, but no, it was legitimately going like, okay, I say good, but what the fuck does that mean? Right, right. And it came it came from me having to tell my students in papers when they would write about games. I'd be like, okay, you said this is good. 
but why? why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if you like it or not. I've literally said that to students, by the way. Yeah. I'm like, I hope you had a good time. I literally don't give a shit if you liked it. So, like, not like challenging myself not to say good or bad is my way of like getting to actually talk about the stuff that I liked or disliked. Mm-hmm. I thought it had really clever, like, editing and the commentaries on actual television as a medium, like Ryan was talking about. I thought they. They could have gone farther with with complicating Wanda's role in the whole thing, but mm-hmm. they didn't let her off the hook in the end, which I thought I didn't was, think they was did the either. right choice. Right. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I thought that was the right choice. Yeah, and it, overall, like I I really enjoyed it. I had I, I okay, I will say good this time. I had a good time watching it, which to <laughs> yeah. me, and that that I can you know summarize. What do you mean by good? I enjoyed myself. Yeah. Right, like I enjoyed watching the show. So I enjoyed it and too. I, I had very few times, if any, where I was like, what the fuck are you doing i'm in the same boat my complaints are pretty minor as well the reason why it's not a five is just because i felt like it had some pacing issues i've certainly complained about like some episodes were really short and i felt like they could have been longer some episodes were long and i don't really know why i mean that's <laughs> classic stuff that's but, like fine. is this is this going to be an issue that we're going to see in all the tv shows oh, probably because they're adapting to a different format i mean right it, okay but actually in the beginning the shorter episodes were at the beginning of the show and tv episodes just used to be shorter yeah, right which made so, sense like, to a certain extent but i but it's not necessarily the right choice for a show that you're doing in 2021 yeah I get that. yeah true yeah so that anyway that's why it's a four for me that and just being like a little annoyed at some of the super mcue stuff of the finale where i was kind of yeah. like uh, this is becoming a little bit too luke skywalker for my my speed i like the whole dragon ball z episode that happens with the two visions just absolutely didn't need to happen yeah <laughs> kind of good on that i just wish there was shiva like why didn't they summon that agatha's like here like, now I'm just, summon- i start hearing fetus lusek we call at the end same. right i know literally two witches fighting in space guys it's fun i mean honestly just i know saying. i knew I, I know i already made a video edit of x-men 3 to the final fantasy opening but it probably would work a lot better for wandavision <laughs> it would work a lot better with footage from that fight <laughs> i i'll just i'll just put one winged angel in there instead and like just do the whole fight with that over instead is there going to be a WandaVision ride at Hollywood Studios, Maddie? I don't know. Do you have some type of hot tip about this? Is that why this is in our outline? No, I just... I just what I, would it even be like? Is it just it's like... It's just me wanting to talk about rides. Well, it's wait, just, wait, 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 wait. Wouldn't it be at Disneyland and Disney World? It wouldn't be at Hollywood Studios. It, no, it could be because uh, the the Universal stuff is only with certain Marvel properties and Scarlet Witch uh, and Vision are not those ones. That's why oh, Doctor Strange so can be in Disney. Be- at Hollywood yeah. Studios. Is the, is the WandaVision ride just like you get in the car and it takes you into an a empty history TV of studio. TV? Yeah. No, it takes you to an empty TV studio and then a therapist oh. like talks <laughs> to you for 15 minutes. Wait, it'd be like a horror version no. of the Carousel of Progress, guys. That's a terrible idea. Um, but it's also great and I would ride it. Uh, okay. I can't wait to go to Hollywood Studios in 2022 and check out the WandaVision ride yeah, that I'm sure here. they're building. Okay. Um, but let's do plugs. Uh, Todd, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I just, <laughs> you I, I actually, okay. I just, no, I just rebranded on Twitter. I know you did. Uh, and you can actually, you can act, I can actually like tell people what my Twitter name is now and it won't have people like running for dictionary. Um, I am at Arcanist Fox on Twitter. Yes. Uh, or there's also Dr. Todd Harper. It's just, yeah, which is your squeaky clean work Twitter. Yeah. That's the work Twitter where I have to care about what people think about me. And so it's not 
as interesting. But Arcanist Fox, that's the good stuff. That's the jokes. That's the good shit. Yeah. That's that's what you want to follow. That's the dick jokes and the dick jokes and the gifts. Mm-hmm. The and gifts. of course, you know, I'm at Mitty Myers. Ryan's at Ryan Pagella. We're at the Mutant Ages everywhere. I feel like we should at least shout out the Patreon. Well, but like what is on the Patreon that, um, from this so past few months? Do, <laughs> okay, so patreon.com slash the Mutant Ages. If you want to go back, if you, if you want to listen, you can find reaction episodes about of WandaVision almost every single week since the show started airing from me and Ryan, just ourselves, no Todd. Uh, and those are pretty fun. Although if you're listening to this episode, you probably already watched the whole show. I don't know if you want to go back and listen to us speculate. Well, you could. They're funny because you get to hear Maddie and I argue and sort of theorize about what's going to happen. Yeah, you can see which of us was correct first about each of the things that did and didn't happen on the show. Yeah. Um, and so those are all there. There's other bonus audio and other behind the scenes stuff on the Patreon. It's definitely worth backing. Ryan, tell us who the highest tier Patreon donors are. Okay, please. well, give me a second because now I'm logging into We give into them Patreon. a shout out on the show. I did not do that this time for some reason. I don't know. You can say it in Visions voice question mark? i don't know I don't well know. while ryan is looking it up i will i will step in and do the structural thing which is we understand in a pandemic of course not everybody has resources to give out that's really cool but if you have some money to throw at the patreon it, it really, really helps, helps the show yeah. it does um, and even if you can't do that just sharing the show with people I don't know why I'm doing this. No, this it's week, great. But I love I've this. always, I've always wanted to try it though. So, <laughs> cool. Next, next movie episode, I'm doing the theme song. Oh okay. my goodness! Please, I the will lounge send you, version. I will send you a karaoke track. I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do the like the lounge version. Like back <laughs> when we were young. <laughs> We experience hey, a change. Oh my I god! I, that's I what I, I was like. I want to do the operatic version. It's like Brock when we were young. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, Spirit so, magic X Men. So I'm just gonna shout out in a normal voice today to our top tier <laughs> Patreon supporters, Samuel B and Soren B. Thank you for supporting our show. Thank you. You get a huge shout out on the show. I I was just I just decided I was not going to do Vision or Wanda's voice for this because of both would involve screaming and I don't know. <laughs> I just did an opera voice. But thank you for supporting our show. Every bit helps. We're a completely fan supported show. Uh, it helps us out, especially during these pandemic times, which hopefully will end sooner than later. Who knows? Uh, it's kind of like being in Wanda's like pocket reality. Yep, the hex is closing. It finally. is <laughs> finally. <laughs> Okay, we will see, see you, next, you time. next time. The mutant age. The mutant.